Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino at chumbacasino.com. Choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Kane free, and he scores. He always does it against Leicester City. And with Spurs in the hunt for Champions League football, every goal feels like a big goal right now. They tackle Romero. Well, he goes flying in again and wins it. Brilliant work. Kulusevski wants runners. Oh, brilliant play. And Son on the turn. Scores for 2 0. Great work from Romero and Kulusevski, and it's finished off by Hermanson. Two 0 gives Spurs that breathing room they've been desperately looking for. Son, left foot to Colin shot is absolutely unbelievable. He has had a stormer against Leicester today. That's one to remember, one to savour from Hunmin Son. Hello and welcome to The Last Word on Spurs. We hope you're keeping very, very safe and well. Thank you so much for joining us with instant post-match analysis to Tottenham Hotspur beating Leicester City at the Tottenham Hotspur Stadium. I'm delighted to be joined by my co-host Lee McQueen along with two of our returning guests on The Last Word on Spurs. If you're listening to the show for the first time, you can find us on iTunes. We're on Spotify. We're on Audio Boom because we're into different audio platforms. We're of course on Twitter at Last Word on Spurs. We're on Facebook and Instagram too. And yes, this husky voice is unfortunately the uh, the unfortunate of a Newcastle stag do, which I'm still trying to get over. And then hence going to Spurs, and then hence seeing the West Ham result against Arsenal. So much to come. But let's get straight into it. Delighted to have alongside me as I mentioned in the intro. I've got my wonderful co-host Lee McQueen in the house. Lee, how are you? How are you getting on, Rick? How are you getting on, lads? Listeners, viewers, a uh, bit of catnip, Rick? <laughs> I'm not quite sure what's going on there, fella, but uh, you're going to get batted in the comments for your for your, uh, for your escapades over the weekend, I'm sure. But back to the football. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm obviously delighted to be back. Feels like ages. It's only been a week. Um, I, I, a few of the Twitter, my Twitter followers banished me because we started losing and uh, drawing games when I come back. But so I'm glad we're back to be winning ways. So, yeah. 
it was uh, it was exactly what we needed um, today, and, and we got what we needed. So uh, happy days. Absolutely, I totally agree. And it's lovely to bring back two of our returning guests for the last word on Spurs. And lovely to have them on after a win because we haven't been able to say that a lot in terms of the last few weeks with Spurs. First up, we've got consultant, interviewer, filmmaker. We've got Leon Man MBE back on the last word on Spurs. Leon, lovely to have you here. How hey, you doing, my friend. How you, how you doing? You well? Everything Not bad, my friend. Yourself? Yeah, really, really good. Um, nice to be on after a win. I think I was on before after a Chelsea game. So that was all a, a, a bit depressing. So it's nice to be back on and uh, um, it's going to be an interesting end to the season. But I'm sure Absolutely. we'll get right into that a bit later. Leon, when you say Chelsea, you you can just stop there because we all knew what that result meant. Uh, we don't obviously do Chelsea at the moment with Spurs. So yeah, that's the nature of it. And also, please have him back on the show, caused and brought a lot of laughter on the last time he was on. We've got the brilliant activist TJ Romini. TJ, love to have you back on the phone. How are you? Hello, mate. It's nice to be here. Lovely to join you boys. And uh, after a win, and I can't remember the, who we just played on the last episode that I was on, but I know we'd won as well. So, Lee, yeah. if, you're, if you're bringing like a negative energy, perhaps that I could help, help to address that balance here, my friend. But um, oh. yeah, nice to be back. I love it to have you back. Thank you so much, TJ. I must also just say today, um, bearing in mind of just yeah, how much I'm suffering at the moment, a massive thank you to all the lovely people that come up to me at the ground today. And yeah, gave me their love for last one on Spurs. Honestly, so humbled by so many of you coming up and telling me how much you love the show. Honestly, means so much. You know, um, I think it's fair to say it's been a tricky season, although Spurs are going into the last four games now. We've still Champions League football to fight for. I know many already feel they know how that outcome is going to go. But listen, there's been twists, there's been turns all season. So I want to say don't write us off just yet. Don't write us off just yet. Lee, Let's start the show with you because for Spurs, and we'll come on to the top four in general, it was a much-needed three points. Romero, outstanding. Son, devastatingly clinical. Uh, Came with some lovely flashes of brilliance. I mean, I know many will give Son the mentions for the game, but I think Kulisewski, for me, changed the game when he came on and allowed us to keep the ball, beat players and caused a few more problems for the opposition. Lee, what did you make of that win earlier today at the Tottenham Stadium over Leicester City? Absolutely buzzing, absolutely buzzing for it. Um, we got into into the Beaver Town pretty early today. Uh, I'm on the um, I'm on the Laser Crush, which I have to um, I have to I have to recommend it. I'll be honest with you, it's non-alcoholic IPA, um, and it tastes a little bit non-alcoholic, if I'm honest. But it's very nice indeed. Um, so I'm uh, five weeks going five weeks dry now up until May. So uh, no uh, no alcohol for me until uh, until the Laser Crush. As so as we hit the Laser Crush. And uh, the match, I thought, was good. Like Again, I echo the, the thoughts you said, Rick. We had a lot of people coming up and meeting with us and stuff. Uh, some of the other lads from last one and Spurs were in there today as well. So, look, the, the support is ridiculous. We absolutely love it. So, thank you so much. Appreciate that. Um, and up in the south stand, I'm a little bit hoarse, not as bad as Rick, because that's probably because he's been at his stag um, or his mate's stag. But, um, yes, trying to sing, get the crowd going. It's a little bit flat. I'll be honest with you, it's a bit flat to begin with. Um, and probably after the first seven, eight minutes or so, I thought Tottenham started okay. And then Leicester started to get back in the game and you started to worry. And the, the thing that worries me the most about the way we're playing at the moment, um, under Conte, under Nuno, under Jose, obviously it's a lot different under Conte, but they still he's still happy for the opposition to have the ball. And whether or not that's because I've been a Tottenham fan for, I don't know, best part of however long it is, like 30, 30 odd years or whatever, and my disposition is always a nervous one. I just don't think you can have control of a football match when you haven't got the ball. That you know that that's just that's just me personally. So when we haven't got the ball, I feel like that you know we're we're out of control. 
even though Leicester, to be fair, they, they had two shots on target, obviously scored one late, late on, which was a bit of a nothing goal um, in the end. But the reality is that when you haven't got a football, I don't think you're in control. And that's what makes us a little, or certainly me, a little bit nervous. But we let Leicester come back into the first half and come into the game. And it was, you know, it was a little bit flat. I mean, scoring from a corner, from a set piece is... Is unbelievable. I mean, I, I saw. I, I turned to my mate Coles, who I was sitting next to you today. Hello, Coles. I know you're watching, mate. Um, and he's and I said, "Can you believe that Manchester City and Liverpool, how how good they are, how different class they are? You know, they've got the most set piece goals between the two, mm. between the two of them, their first yeah. and second rankings this season. That's incredible. So for us to score a set piece goal, I thought was uh, was uh, was a bonus. To be fair, quite interesting. Um, but there's, there's certain things in the team that, that I mean, I could probably go through and I'm sure we will throughout the show and have a look at everybody and say, oh, they were good and they weren't. But the glaring obvious thing for, for, for everybody watching today is wingbacks. And actually, if we if we get two world-class wingbacks, I, I reckon we can challenge for stuff. Even with all the personnel that we've currently got, it's the, it's not necessarily, I'm not lambasting Sessegnon, um, or Royale per se. It's just we have to get wingbacks that are specialised in playing how Conte yep. wants them to play. And I think mm. we saw that with Doherty before he got injured. Now I can't, you know, I can't believe I'm saying that. I mean, Tyler's like ro- rolling her eyes probably if she's watching me now uh, talking about Doherty. But he he started to get the plot, didn't he? Just before yeah, we absolutely. before we got injured, and and yep. we missed him. And you know, mm. Sessignon started to get the plot, and then he got injured and. Elon and uh, Royale, and uh, you know the four that we've got that are playing in that position. That there's, they all need to be upgraded in in, in, in to, to a certain degree. So I think once we've got that sorted, um, we we could go places for for sure next season. But look, I'm buzzing. We're in we're in the mix. We it's still in our own hands. It's going to be massively tough next week. But we've done the business again today. And you know, on another day, you know, we, we could have probably scored another. Probably, possibly another two. I think we had seven shots on target today. So, yeah. but possession for me, lads, I'd like to open it up to, to to Leon, to TJ, to you, Rick. Like, what's your thoughts on the possession? Because I think Everton proved today that you can have twenty two percent possession and still win a football match. But yeah, it's quite nervy, I mean, isn't it? I was massively concerned by the opening twenty minutes. I got to be honest with you. I just felt, you know, if we're going into these final four or five games, you know, and these are meant to be cup finals, as we call them on air, FA Cup fifth round ties, because Spurs don't win cup finals. I, I was massively concerned by the opening 20 minutes and just how flat we was, how lethargic we were. We just didn't seem to get going. And that was my concern that, you know, I've got to be honest, the crowd in that first 20 minutes, you can hear from my voice also, which was part of the effect. We were trying to roar. And I know you, Lee, as well, was trying to roar and cheer the team on to give them that 12th man, that first 20 minutes, because Spurs was so, so quiet and didn't really get going. But when I look at the, the teams now, I look at Liverpool, I look at City, those teams absolutely thrive under pressure. You've got Spurs and Arsenal, that bunch for me. These teams, they can't, they will under the pressure. I know Arsenal have won today and obviously Spurs have won. But when you look at the results during the season where if Spurs and Arsenal took those games in their hands, we one of the, one of us would have been walking the top four by now. It wouldn't even be a competition. So, I mean, yeah, Lee, I agree with many what you say there. TJ, just want to come around to you. I mean, Listen, Spurs get their Champions League hopes back on some form of a track. I know, again, Son, the real star of the show with two goals in that second half. I mean, listen, the wonderful goal he scored the second was absolutely incredible. There was a few still shaky moments and there's things obviously to still work on. But do you think we can use today to take momentum into those final four games of the season? 
Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I think that um, there's so much wisdom that's that's spoken on, on this podcast and not only by, you know, by yourself and, and Lee and the guests that you have, but also, you know, these people that are constantly pinging in with these comments, you know, there's a, a lot of wisdom that surrounds this podcast. And I think one of the things that we've talked about a lot um, is that we're sort of stuck in between two identities at the moment. You know, it really hurt us. The Nuno and the Jose era really hurt us of this idea. Well, let's sit back and catch them on the break. We kind mm. of, and I understand why we played like that, capitalizing on the fact that you have this unbelievable player in Harry Kane, who is a phenomenal number eight, phenomenal number nine, and phenomenal number 10. So by having him kind of play all over the place, almost like that sort of freestyle role that Gareth Bale played, you know, towards the end of his, uh, his Tottenham career. And then, of course, utilizing not only Sonny's blistering pace, but also the fact that the guy just doesn't miss. You know, he's so good one-on-one. And so we turned into a real counter-attacking team. And then when Conte came in, and we were like, you know, let's get our wing backs flying forward. And Lee, I mean, mate, you're absolutely right. Those two positions are just absolutely pivotal to us. And not to, you know, take a dump on, on Royale or Reggie or Doherty or, you know, whoever. But they're just not up to snuff. And I know Conte came in the press this week and he said he thinks that Sessegnon can be like a top class player. I'm never going to argue with Antonio Conte. But I don't see that. I don't see it at all. Um, but if we can get those positions sorted, I think we can start to play in the way consistently. And I'm not talking about game to game. I'm also talking about minute to minute within the game. We can play consistently how Conte wants us to play and believes we can play. I was watching the game today and then you just see, you know, we often talk about how players lapse in concentration. In What I can see is that they lack belief like you try a couple of things or play how Antonio's wanting them to play, like obviously how he's got them playing day after day in, in the training ground. And it works. And then it doesn't work and they lose belief. They lose confidence and they just like <clears throat> chuck every man behind the ball. So, yes, I think a couple of players, I agree with you, brother, that we can challenge if we bring in a couple of quality players in those key positions that will galvanize the, the Conte system. But also what that will bring is that adamantine unwavering, unbreakable belief that we are good enough to play this system and yeah. win games playing that system. Yeah, I agree. That's some great points. I mean, uh, Leon, I'll bring you in. You know, again, Hummin Son will rightly take the bow today for his wonderful goal and obviously one of two. Romero, as I mentioned, will bring on to it in more detail. Of course, he was outstanding. Kuliseski making a big difference when he came on. Kane continuing this almost, um, how can I put this? This relationship with Leicester where he just loves scoring, of course. And, you know, I think, again, when you look at today as a whole, um, the most important thing, of course, at this stage of the season, business end is winning. I think we'll, you know, we'll put the performance to one side because it is just all about the three points. But how do you feel, Percy, on the performance that you've seen today, Leon, from Spurs? Yeah, I mean, I thought it was okay. Um, honestly, I thought it was a, a solid six and a half out of ten, if I'm being completely honest, against the Leicester B team. So um, I wasn't over the moon um, at the end. I think Son's goal lifted it. And that's what we'll all remember, because what a cracking goal that was. I don't think Son was amazing um, today, but I don't think anyone outside of Romero was amazing. I mean, those two tackles that he put in today um, for the goal were sensational. Give him the assists, Football League, um, Premier League um, fantasy people. 
whoever manages that, because really those two tackles just gave us the momentum, pushed us up the pitch and and, and made it happen for that um, first Son goal, I think it was. So um, <clears throat> I, I, I I thought today, yeah, it was it was it was it was it was clearly much better um, than Brentford and Brighton, of course. Um, I do kind of worry that you know teams, obviously, you know, after what Potter did against us in terms of taking all of that space that Kane has when he drops into Brentford, did exactly the same, squeezed that. Um, Leicester today, I think, were half interested, if I'm completely honest. They're completely kind of thinking about their big game coming up. Um, We've talked about the wing-backs. Right wing-back is just like a massive, massive, massive issue. Um, However, um, I think everyone identifies that and certainly Conte must know that. Um, So, you know, I'd like to think that Fabio's out there um, having a good look around uh, um, a number of different options. Um, so I think there's there's clearly going to be some some movement in that area. And yeah, I mean, I, I don't know, but the hero today for me was Romero, I think. Um, Absolutely. Oh, just, phenomenal. Yeah, it, what a player. It, it, what a player. You know, it's, it's a funny one with him because he's got this ability. I, look, I think he's got a ricket in him every game. He gives the ball away in a position that is really dangerous every game, but he doesn't let it impact him. Sanchez gives mm-hmm. the ball away yeah. somewhere, mm. and, and that's his. Head's gone for the rest of the game. Dyer, head's gone for the rest of the game. Ben Davis, similar. Romero, you know, it's hold my beer. I'm cool. Give me the ball again. Yeah. <laughs> Play up in the back. Yeah. It's fantastic. And that's, that is the difference between a very good player and a world-class player. And I do think... Can we, we also um, add to that, Leon, I mean, and chaps, you know, the, the difference that he has made to Eric Dyer and Ben Davis. Uh, yeah, I mean, he's brought them up a level, hasn't he? Unbelievable. Uh, because I, I agree that that's also something that a world-class player does. He has tremendous influence on those playing around him, especially if you play in the same or a similar position. Like, who would have thought Ben Davis was such a terrier? Gentle Ben. How many years we called him six Gentle Ben? Six out of ben. ten, as, we call, as I call him. Yeah, Lovely six. Yeah, Every it was time. a good six. Gentle Ben. And all of a sudden, <laughs> yellow card, Gentle Ben, getting involved, pushing people. Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. This, this, the, the fact that Romero just refuses to ever let an attacking player turn. I refuse yeah. to let you turn. If mm. you turn, you're going to have to wrestle me to the ground. You yeah. might get away with it. You might not. You might get a foul. I might get a foul. But yeah. Dyer was... Bang, hammering people on the halfway line. Ben Davis, yep. bang, hammering. And that's made a massive difference to us. We were never a nasty team. And for me, that isn't nasty. That's the level that you have to play at, when you're, especially playing in the Prem, which is so fast and so physical. If you're not prepared to do that as a centre-half, get out of this league. Agree. Uh, I thought, do you know what? <laughs> I am absolutely loving TJ with the with the back with the with the back. Obviously, so much. I'm loving it. And I know people the last show they loved it. I mean, we've got it back for a good hour or so, so we're going to enjoy it as much as we can. Um, listen, I know many people, of course. And listen, we're going to talk about the win obviously in detail today. But obviously, a lot of today's overshadowed by, of course, this race for the top four. So I mean, let's let's get it into it because. I just want to see where everybody's thoughts are right now. Lee, let's come over to you. I mean, Arsenal, they've taken nine points from the last three matches, fixtures in which Tottenham took zero and didn't score a goal. And if we're going to be honest about it, you know, this stage of the season, 
It's all about results. It's all about performances. Yes, I'm still frustrated and angry by the fact the way Chelsea's selection went, by the fact they played the worst United side in 20 years, by the fact with West Ham today, although West Ham have you know put out a fairly decent side, in the second half they bring Antonio on and they create less than what they did when he was on the pitch. So I couldn't quite work that out. So, Lee, where do you honestly now see the race for the top four? Because I think that's what everybody now really is talking about and wants to know before we do dive into the game in a bit more detail. I'm interested to know where Stefan thinks it is as well, because he made a comment earlier that I was delusional about if we got wing-backs, we could challenge for stuff. Um, so uh, he's going to think I'm delusional now if I say, oh, hang on a minute. Uh, yeah, I think we might get the top four. Um, so it'd be interesting to see uh, your views. Don't, don't go anywhere, buddy. I see you in your comments. Um, I think we can get top four. I, I absolutely think we can get top four. Um, I'll I, I put it this way. It, can, can Arsenal win seven matches on the trot? Because that, that's what they've basically got, got to do or, or, or need to be able to do, the first task. I don't think they can do that. So we have to beat Arsenal at, at White Hart Lane, right? We at Tottenham Hotspur Stadium. We have to beat them. Simple as that. Regardless of whatever else happens, we have to beat them. So so the next question for me, if you're worrying about all, these, all the other teams, and this is going to be my long-winded point, but I'm going to get around to it, is... If Arsenal uh, beat Leeds, or when Arsenal beat Leeds, because they will, and, and when we lose to Liverpool, which is which is very likely, I think we've had in 59 meetings in the league against Liverpool, we've beaten them twice at Anfield. I mean, do the math, right? Work it out. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, yeah. strange things have happened, but... Uh, well, we you know, we are, City, I know many will we, point we that out. We are yeah. Let's be honest yeah. about it, right? We are their bogey yeah. team, and, and definitely not, not, not Liverpool. So... We conceivably, before the North London derby, are going to be five points behind Arsenal. This is the worst case scenario from the position that we're in at the moment. So we are going to need another team to do us a favour. Simple as that. But on paper, as it stands, if we win all of our matches, we get top four as as it is at the moment. So I don't think you can. I don't think you can be defeatist. And and now people say no, we're being real. Like it doesn't matter about being real. It's can we win? Can Tottenham Hotspur win? Four matches on the trot. Can we do that? Yes, is the answer. We, we can and do also, it. And we, you're absolutely right, Lee. I mean, listen, if you try to employ pragmatism when you're talking about football, you're fighting a losing battle. This idea like we have to be real or we have, you know, there is no reality. You're talking about football here. Like, Everton just beat Chelsea today. But Exactly. Burnley just taken 10 points out of the last four games when they Thank were like you. literally couldn't, couldn't, you know, uh, win any type of points. So... I think exactly. you, we, we, we did the double over Manchester City. If we played Manchester exactly. City every week, they'd get relegated and we'd win the league. <laughs> you know? So please, spare us your pragmatism. Like, you know, this is... Look, yeah, I think, really I reality. think the reality is, though, guys and listeners and viewers, right, we, we, we have to concentrate just on our own. And we won today, regardless of whatever else it is. We won, we won today and we've got to win the next four games. Simple as that. And if we do that, we get the top four. Now... If somebody is asking me the question, will we do it or can we do it? That is different. I don't think we're going to get anything from Liverpool. Personally, I don't. So that means that you're looking at Newcastle, essentially, to do us a favour um, against Arsenal. Or Everton on the last day. Exactly. If Everton are fighting for for relegation, dudes, on the Mm. last day, which again... Mm. Reality, but you know we can look could at be. that and say yeah. it could could well possibly be. And again, mm. like winning today against Chelsea will give them a massive boost. And I just yeah. think as well that that team and you know, I mean Frank Lampard, he's not going to be one for taking a loss with with any great grace. 
He's going to want to win his last game of the season if he's yep. still there, which I think he will be. And so, yes, agreed, we need to focus on winning games. And there, there is a stumbling block out there for, for Arsenal. For, the for thing sure. is, no one, no one, TJ, Leon, Rick, all listeners, viewers, right? Let's be honest about it. No one thought that we would lose to Brighton, right? Unless, uh, come on, come and tell me how pessimistic you are in the comments if you think you did. There's no <laughs> way at home. Of, we got, we I can tell you, we've got lots of Arsenal fans in here tonight. I can see them. Yeah, that's, yeah. that's fair enough. That's <laughs> fair enough. Fortnite pads in it, mind the gap. Be careful, be careful. I still, think there's a big, I still think there's a twist in it. I, I still think that Spurs will drop points somewhere. Probably against Liverpool. Oh, yeah. I think yeah, yeah. Arsenal will drop points against somewhere. Mm. I think that I think that's just the way the football is. You know, no one's really hammered that home. I mean, we could have been in a situation where we beat Brighton, we beat Brentford, we're on a, and, and we beat Leicester today. That would have given us a what a seven game unbeaten run, just you know, a winning match run. Sorry, you know, we're not Liverpool or City, and nor Arsenal, and they're the teams that are doing that. Even even yeah. City draw and don't get seven, eight, nine matches winning streaks. It's very, very tough league. So all, all we can do is go out there and, and do what we can do. And, and look, and I'll say it, and you're going to all hate me for saying it, but I'm going to say it, right? If Arsenal beat us, yeah, and they've on the route to getting top four, they've beaten Chelsea, United, West Ham away and Tottenham away, you kind of got to put your hands up and say, well, fair well, enough. I, I know many will feel that again, by the fact Spurs did not beat either Brighton or Brentford. Do Spurs deserve to finish in the top four? And, and again, we're going to be real here. The show is about being real. Leon, let's bring you in. We look at these fixtures now, of course. Liverpool away for Spurs, then yeah. Arsenal at home, mm. Burnley at home for Spurs, and then finishing away at relegated Norwich that we know now on the final day. Arsenal's mm. fixtures, of course, Leeds at home, Spurs away, Newcastle away, Everton at home. Leon, do you still believe Spurs can finish in the top four based on those fixtures remaining for the both clubs? Strangely, I, I do. I do. I, I really do. And I do think there's <clears throat> going to be a little twist here. It might be the Newcastle away. Um, Liverpool, of course, for us, you know, incredibly hard game. But it plays into the Conte system anyway. We seem to be better when a team just flies at us and we leave the space in behind the fullbacks, and Kane actually has the space to drop into. So look at look at Leeds, for example, right? Leeds are no Liverpool. Look at Manchester City. They are, you know, a Liverpool-level side. Anyone who flies at us gen- genuinely and generally leaves a load of space in behind their fullbacks. Um, so I think because of that, Conte ball works best against them. Conte ball does not work good against this low block. Agree, totally it's painful yep. to watch it. And it's painful to say we've got a world-class manager who's not unlocking that. But that might be down to, as we've identified, the personnel. If you haven't got your, your wide players pushing through, being creative, then actually that low block, you're, you're stuck. And we saw that against Brighton. We saw that against Brentford. So, um, so no, I, I, I'm really looking forward to the Liverpool game. Um, I, I, I don't normally look forward to that game at all. <laughs> but... For some reason, I just think they're going to go hell for leather at us because of the nervous energy they have, because they've got to get the result. And I think that leaves us in with a little glimmer of hope where it's not really about us, it's about them. And I think their crowd will get on their backs massively <clears throat> if we manage to get the other side of their, their fullbacks. And go back to the game at White Hart Lane. We were getting in behind Robertson and Trent all the time. So 
world-class coach sits down, identifies that. We're playing Conte ball up there and mm. it'll be really interesting to see how we get on. You know, coming over to you, TJ, you know, Spurs, despite failing to score in five of the last 16 matches, Spurs are still the top scorers in the league over this period with 39 goals. And when you look at the stats, you know, since obviously Kulisewski joined in January, Son 11 goals, four assists, Kane, eight goals, six assists, Kulisewski, three goals, eight assists. You know, we've got one of the best front three partnerships in world football. You know, I, I want to ask you, TJ, when you look at the battle for that top four now, um, do you genuinely believe when you look at the way Liverpool just seem to be grinding out those results as, you know, a potential champion, as good as City have been as well? Do you think it's going to come down to Spurs needing to get a result at Anfield next week? Is that where the pivotal game is going to lie, in your opinion? Or is it going to be beyond that, where this will be decided the fate of the top four? Um, well, I think that, um, you know, everybody's you know, quite rightly saying that it's probably going to be the North London derby, probably. But I also think that there's a lot of drama in that. The fact that it, you know, it rests at, you know, the Tottenham Hotspur Stadium and it's Tottenham against Arsenal. And um, I think that there's a there's a romance almost to, to that, you know, being the the, the game that, that decides the fourth position. Um, of course, historically, Anfield has not been a happy uh, hunting ground for, for us. But again, trying to apply rationale or logic to the Premier League it's not, it's, again, it's just, it's just not really worth it. So I could certainly see us getting a draw um, at Anfield. And also, you put it correctly when you said that they've been grinding out victories. And again, just to hark back to the point that I made as well about, like, belief. Like, confidence is one thing, like, but belief is something else. You just get used to winning. So, you know, they've not, like, I love watching Liverpool play. I love watching them play. I love football, right? So I love yeah, watching yeah, yeah. them play. But it's not been that great of late and yet you know one nil and you know even the I'll two nil against you know, Villarreal you know didn't, I'll, I'll didn't play very well sorry just mate, on that on. tj just just on yeah. that tj liverpool yeah. right like you, i i know what i know where you guys are coming from saying grinding out they had 10 shots on target against newcastle i'm not, not yeah. being funny that is a that is a pounding right i don't think we've had 10 shots on target all season uh, we, we average about seven shots on target and then we've had a couple of blanks. When you're in double figures on target, you, you are the dominant blown away teams. And, oh, and sure. I'll, I'll give you another bit of free advice. Sure. I'll give you another free advice. If they hit 10 shots on target against us, we're losing that football match. So, you know, that, that, that for me, they are still creating chances, massive chances as well. Mm. Um, that, yeah. that they might be, it might look like they ground the result at 1 0, but they battered Newcastle. Let's have it right. 10 shots on target. So no, for, for me, they, they are they are phenomenal yeah. football team. For yeah. sure. Like I said, I love I love watching them play. They're they're a great side. And you know, obviously Newcastle have turned a significant corner, you know, with the new owners and Eddie Howe coming in. And yeah. um yeah. but we're not Newcastle, you know, and we are we are a team, like Leon said, you give us some space. Like when we first played Liverpool, you know, like we had a we had a really good game, and also not that Van Dyke looked ordinary, but he we certainly kept him honest. You're not going to be able to push up and just sort of glide around because we'll put a ball over the top and Sonny will come in and give you a heart attack, you know. Um, and so I think we could listen. I always think we can nick something at any game, whether that's just you know rose tinted glasses or you know Tottenham tinted glasses or you know. I'm same as you. I'm same as you, TJ. I think with Conte, I must say, when Conte's your yeah. manager, you have automatic belief. I think I'm the same as you. Yeah, and it's, it's not like we don't have players. Listen, no, you know, we won a football game when we were two one down with 95 minutes on the clock. We didn't yep. draw, we won. Yeah. You know, that's the Premier League. That's the speed that it's played at. That's the physicality. That's why it's 
easily the biggest league in the world. The other yep. big leagues yes. in Europe, we are 10 times bigger than all of them combined. That's just numbers. And people are going to go, oh, La Liga, this. That's fine, guys. You, you follow what you follow. And I understand like football is more about heart than about head. But that's just numbers. Numbers don't care. Take all of your leagues, times it by 10, and that's us. Okay? That's just how it is. So we can go to Anfield and get a result. Or we go and we get we get dominated. And then we come mm. and we lose to freaking Brighton. or you know. So that's yeah. who we that's are the right Premier now. League. Yeah. used yeah. to mm. what it is that we should be doing, not just week in, week out, minute after minute. It only takes a second to score a goal. So I, I do believe that we can get something. We just have to get on one of those runs. Like a couple of weeks ago, I'm texting my friends, can you believe we've scored since the Leeds game, right? The 4-0. We scored 25 goals and conceded five. What the hell is that? That's like American sports to score that many points. That was nonsense. And now we've got this enormous goal difference, which could be pivotal. Yeah. Could be pivotal. You know, we've got, what, 15, 16 more goals than Arsenal? Could be pivotal. So, mm. you know, okay. I think the Anfield game will be huge. I think, the, like Leon said, I think the Newcastle away, that's a very tough game uh, for Arsenal. Very what, tough, man. What a, what a place to go. Mm. I tell you what we'll do uh, before we get into the game in a bit more detail. Let's just do a quick uh, round up through the go around the table then uh, or round the round the screen in terms of whether we believe Spurs can finish in that top four based on Spurs and Arsenal's respective remaining fixtures. Lee, um, rather than saying can they, I mean obviously they can based on obviously if they win every game, will they leave for you? Yes or no? As you uh, as we record here, yeah. Yeah, we we can finish in the top four, and we will finish in the top four. Uh, Stefan, hey, getting on, hey, delusional. We'll see, we'll see. You can keep this, clip it, clip it if you want, and ping it back to us. Oh dear, do it when I'm on my holiday, Stefan, between the first to the end of June. <laughs> uh, TJ, you give us a really rousing speech. Do you then believe Spurs will be in the Champions League come the summer? Um, yes, because I think that Arsenal will slip at Newcastle. Interesting. Okay. Um, Leon, so put on the spot, man. What, what do you reckon? Yeah. No, I, 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 I think we're well in it. I think we're well in it. I think um, um, we might have to send uh, some flowers up to our friends up in Newcastle if they can do us a favour. Oh. Um, and but... to Everton. And to Everton as well. I agree. I, do you know what? Uh, part of me today, I've, I've, I'm going to be honest with you, when I went into the... Um, yeah, the, the that new, that West Ham game, I was really deflated because I felt if you know we're going to rely on Arsenal to drop points, West Ham would have been somewhere where I would have hopefully counted them to do so. And the fact Arsenal came through that, I mean, I thought West Ham was so so poor in that second half. But ultimately, it is in Spurs' destiny, right? And as difficult as it's going to be, um, Spurs, if they win all their games, they will finish in the top four. I know that means going to Anfield and winning, which I know sounds incredibly unrealistic, but. It may have felt unrealistic to go to Man City and win, but we did. So, listen, um, we will see where that goes. But we have, of course, got a game to review in some detail. But before we do, um, we will go for our first break of the show for our listeners that are on audio. Antonio, we knew we had to win this game and the players delivered a good performance for you today, didn't they? Yeah, a good performance. Um, good commitment for my players and... Uh, not easy to to beat to beat uh, Leicester and because uh, Leicester uh, also d- today uh, they they showed uh, to have a, a really a really good squad a big squad they had made they made uh, eight changes compared to the last game against Rome but 
the quality of, of the squad was uh, very high. To win today for us, uh, uh, it was important because uh, we continue to stay in, uh, in the race for a place in Champions League. I think uh, um, that uh, we have to enjoy we have to enjoy this moment. We have to enjoy a situation that maybe at the start of the season no one uh, can believe, and especially in November. No, and uh, it was very difficult to to believe that Tottenham uh, this season uh, can fight for a place in Champions in Champions League. Uh, instead, uh, the players uh, the players uh, work very hard, and uh, they deserve it. They are deserving to to stay in this uh, in this race uh, and uh, also to repay the the uh, the passion uh, that uh, our fans are showing uh, to us in every game. What pleased you most about the performance today? Uh, yeah, uh, yeah, I to to be pleased and uh, because uh, in the last two games uh, we. Uh, we lost five five points and uh, you know very well when uh, when you stay at the, the final part of the season, uh, when uh, uh, we are not so good to get three points and uh, mentally uh, you can be down. Instead today, I think uh, I have seen a great, uh, a great creation of, uh, of my team. And we have to, I repeat, we have to continue this way because uh, it's important that uh, every single player has to give uh, uh, 150%. 100, I think, uh, is not, is not good, yeah, and is not uh, enough in this moment. Four games to go. Next game against uh, Liverpool. Maybe someone can uh, can think that uh, the game uh, we have to try to get points in, in other uh, in other games. But uh, I think that we have to prepare very well this game and uh, to go there uh, to try to get points because for us every game is vital. Let's start are always good in possession, aren't they? But the way we pressed Kuti Romero, Bentancur, Pierre, that really set the tempo for us, didn't it? Especially yeah. Kuti. I mean, the tackles for Sonny's goal were amazing, weren't they? Yeah, but I think I think that uh, the, the whole team, the whole team uh, work very well. If I able to to find uh, uh, a little disappointment that we we considered. Uh, uh, the goal, no, and um, because another cliche was uh, was positive. Um, in the last minutes, we considered this goal, and uh, but um, I think all the team uh, with the ball and without the ball, uh, we did well. Uh, for sure, uh, we have space for uh, for improvement, and uh, we have to continue to work. Sunny, that's 19 league goals for Sunny this season. That's his most for us in a, in a season in the league. And I mean, look, his second goal is just—it's a thing of beauty. Isn't it? <laughs> yeah. You were—you had a good view of that, didn't you? Yeah, fantastic view. Yeah, I have seen uh, uh, the, 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 uh, the the kick and, and the way that the the ball uh, was going on the high corner. And uh, yeah, we celebrated with with the bench uh, an amazing goal. Uh, for sure, after after this uh, this goal, and uh, uh, yeah, we can. Uh, uh, we can make a question, no? And uh, uh, it's better with uh, with the right foot or with, with the left foot, no? Yeah. <laughs> you don't know. You know not after this goal, uh, after this goal, and uh, it's very very difficult to to understand which is uh, his, his favorite foot. And uh, but he has to continue this way because 
is playing an amazing, an amazing uh, season, but you know very well that uh, uh, personal success are not important if at the end of the season you don't know, yeah. you don't reach uh, your target. That's exactly what he said to us, Sammy. Exactly what he said to us. He said, yeah. it doesn't matter. Goals don't matter. Yeah. Team winning matters. Yeah. Which I'm sure you like to yeah, hear that. I'm, li I'm li like if uh, yeah. he answered in this yeah. way. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Did, look, just lastly, look, a performance like that, a win like that, brings all the positivity back. And it's yeah. such an important time of the season. That's important, isn't it? Yeah, but it's important. It's important for, for the... For the enthusiasm, for the for for, for everything, for everything, because uh, we are the last uh, part of, of the season, and uh, it's important to enjoy this moment, and uh, to enjoy this moment with our fans, uh, because uh, I repeat, I think that uh, now uh, with the four games to go, to stay in this uh, in this race for a place in, uh, in Champions League, I think. Uh, it's a, it's a good thing for for the players, uh, for the club, uh, for our fans, uh, and uh, for everybody. And we have to try to continue and uh, to give uh, the best satisfaction to our fans. Thank you, Modan. Well Thank you very much. Phoenix Fifty One is a powerful employee technology enabling organisations to make data-driven decisions at every stage of the employee journey, from hiring through benchmarking and development too. The platform provides detailed analytics on the most important asset in your business, your people, enabling organizations not only to make the correct hiring decisions, but also how to benchmark, train and retain them. Phoenix 51, powering your people decisions through every part of the employee journey. For our watching audience on YouTube, there's nearly 500, 600 of you plus joining us on a Sunday evening. So thank you so much for all of your incredible support as always. Now you'll know this um, if you've been watching the last one on Spurs for over the last, well, couple of months or yeah, last six months or so. We're absolutely delighted to be sponsored by NordVPN. Now we've been saying Nord, of course, are the hurricane of VPNs. Incredible in all its facets with the device protection of Christian Romero. Bold, solid. And listen, the speed of Hummin Son, and we will get on to his goal very, very shortly as well, because what a guy it was. They've got 5,200 servers across 59 countries in the world. They automatically select the best server based on your locations, loads, and your specific needs. They've launched a brand new feature called Threat Protection, which is an anti-malware software, which allows users to be able to get a free, free discount and one month as well alongside that. So I'm going to share the code for you on the screen there. Um, so yeah, make sure you check that out. And very good as well. When you're going via the airport, you can avoid all those dodgy connections. But of course, we've got a big, big game to look back on here and a Spurs win. Although I understand the mood has, I would say, lightened a little bit, unfortunately, because that Arsenal result. But listen, still a big, big win for Spurs at home. And Conte, after the game, was obviously delighted with the win. Um, he said for him it was a good performance against a really good team. The game wasn't easy. We knew it was very well that, you know, despite Leicester making eight changes, you can see they've got the quality. And I've got to be honest with you guys, in the first 20 minutes, I was getting wondering whether it was Spurs' B team out there rather than Leicester's because we just didn't seem to get going. Uh, Conte went on to say that we started well. Uh, they got lucky when they hit the post early on, but we got the three important points, especially with the games coming up, Liverpool and Arsenal. He made a reference again, Conte. He made this point in his post-match press conference that for him, Spurs, Spurs should feel, in a way, still relieved to still be in a top four race, which I understand that in terms of him coming into the job in November. There was a lot of work to do, but again, for Tottenham, 
going into these last four games now, we had it in our hands and let's hope it still is going to be in our hands. But um, kicking it off with you, Lee, we saw Leicester make eight changes to their team. Madison not even on the bench. Um, Vardy, Barnes and Tillsman were. There was that one eye against AS Roma, of course, for them in the Europa Conference League. For Spurs, just the one change. Lucas Moura replacing Gian Kalisewski. Um, Big call, really, wasn't it? Big call to obviously drop Kulisewski for the game. Many probably feel it may have given him the motivation to come on and change it the way he did. So that Spurs team read Larice Romero, Dyer Davis, Emerson Bensoncourt, Hoybier, Session, Lucas Kane, Son, with a bench of Galini, Roden, Sanchez, Craig White, Winks, Bergvine, Kulisewski, Scarlett. I mean, you can see as I read that team out there, the bench is just, oh, the lack of changes you've got on there to make. And we'll come on to Bergwijn later because there's been some quotes from Stephen Bergwijn and Conte about his future. But Lee, firstly, was there a surprise for you to see Dijan Kulisewski drop to the bench in place of Lucas Moura? I think it was, I think it was a surprise. I mean, I, I was just blasting out a bit of gimme, gimme, gimme the whole way up to, to the stadium today. So I'm thinking I'll get there and, 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 and he's going to put him on. Like, well, I'm thinking, what's happening? But, you know, you could arguably say it worked. Maybe he was a bit tired. Maybe Conte felt that he wanted a couple of, um, you know, runs down blind alleys and, you know, bad touches or whatever. That's why I put Lucas on. I'm not sure. But but I think that you could arguably say the bench isn't strong, but the bench done its job today because when Decky did come on, the game changed without a shadow of a doubt. Um, and uh, I, I thought his first run, Kulisewski's first run that he made, he ended up falling on his face right, right in front of us down down uh, in the south stand. Bless him. But it was a brilliant run. And it was just aggressive and and, and front foot. And he really... And he showed the rest of the team, this is what I want to do. And then Romero with the tackles in behind, like just slamming in them tackles, as TJ mentioned before, it really got the, it got the crowd... It changed. It changed the game when Decky come on. There's no doubt about that. So, it, um, you know, for, for me... I was surprised that he didn't start. I mean, that front three's been brilliant. He's proved today. He's got another two assists. I think that's eight assists um, for, for him now. He was only bought on the 31st of January. Yeah, uh, This guy hasn't even played three months worth of full football. He's got eight assists, which is absolutely crazy. I mean, we're, we're talking about assists behind the likes of Trent Alexander-Arnold and... Uh, you know, Robertson, who have done it year in, year out, have full seasons. This bloke's been playing, like, what, 10 weeks? And he's got eight assists. Phenomenal. He's been... And and by the way, he's, what, nine months younger or whatever than uh, Phil Foden. You know, and, and just because he's, you know, he comes from overseas and because he, he looks a lot bigger and whatever, he's 21, this guy. Um, actually, has been superb. Absolutely brilliant. Uh, and, he, and he really changed the game, in my opinion, for us mm. today. Um, yeah. So, yeah, him coming off the bench, done done the business. But when you look at all them changes for Leicester, um, yeah, I think it does. Look, I think all of us knew today, um, delusions aside, um, that, you know, Leicester are in the, the middle of a two-legged semi-final and so are West Ham. So both respectively Arsenal and Spurs' games were going to be essentially play, playing against um, weak inside. T- to be fair to West Ham, they didn't really put out a weak inside against Arsenal. Leicester did. Um, and I, I thought, I disagree with you a little bit, Rick. I thought for the first eight minutes or so, I thought Tottenham were right. I thought we was going to play well. In the first eight minutes, I thought, you know what, we're going to play well. Um, and then the subsequent 10, 15 minutes after that, it was it was flat and it was uh, it was a, it was a, it was very slow. Time waste, I must add, Lee. You'll probably pick up that time waste from Leicester very early on, wasn't there? 
Very annoying. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they, they hit the post as well, didn't they? I mean, they didn't have any any chances, and then they hit the post, and you think, oh, here we go. Um, but yeah, I think I think once it's settled down a little bit, and of course we got the goal. Um, I think that I, I I didn't feel I didn't feel today like we were going to get beaten. I I, 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 I can't really explain yeah. it any other than that. I didn't mm. feel like that we was going to get beaten today, especially mm. after we got the first goal. Yeah, Leon, coming over to you, uh, we must make this point that, of course, with Kulisevsky, just to be clear, there was no knock for him. There was no reason why, obviously, there was any fitness issue, why he was on the bench. Conte simply just decided, as Ali Gold, friend of the show, said, decided to give Lucas that opportunity. Um, if I'm going to be honest with you, I mean, I'm massively surprised Lucas did get the opportunity because if I'm being honest, when I've seen him come on, hasn't really given me any reason to believe that he deserves that opportunity. And I know, you know, for what he done, of course, to get the club to a Champions League final will always be held in a higher regard for that. But when it comes to the point, I think, as a club, of being absolutely brutal, you know, if you're looking at players now that are going to take you forward and improve you, I just think Lucas now, as much as we can tell, he gives everything. And I think that's why he's being selected over Bergvine, because I think with Bergy, I think maybe just that commitment element is missing where Mora will still give you absolutely everything and he loves the football mm. club. Mm. Thoughts on that change for you, Leon, ahead of the game? Was you surprised to see Kuliseski dropped? Yeah, I mean, um, I'll, I'll be honest. I, I, I was I was glad to see somebody dropped because I think you need to send a message to your team. You ain't played well twice. I'm not just going to keep pushing you back out there. Somebody needs to get dropped. It ain't going to be Kane. It ain't going to be Son. So it was always going to be Kuliseski in my mind if you're looking at who's going to be dropped going forward, even though... Um, I think he, he, he's been, you know, he obviously he's been exceptional since he's come in. Um, but the last two games, no one's really kind of looked up to it. So somebody was going to get dropped. Mora had a massive opportunity, massive, massive opportunity, and he blew it. He just wasn't, he wasn't at it at all today. Give the ball away every single time. Um, I'm a big Lucas Mora fan. I like his energy. I like the fact that he actually commits players and takes them on and, you know, when he's at it, when he's beating players, he makes so much space for everybody else. I love his attitude. His attitude is that's spot his biggest on. thing. I think that's his biggest oh. thing. His attitude, yeah. And, and for a guy who's five foot one, he wins every single header. Um, I have no idea why we're not trying him at right wing back. Mm. I keep saying this. There must be a reason in training. I, I, I can means- only believe Leon, and this is the thing we've said this every week on the show. I can only believe Leon that he must have tried in training. He must have tried Bergvine. He must have tried Decky. He must have tried more of there because I can't believe when you see Emerson. And listen, I know Lee obviously in the season earlier said, you know, the guy is very young. He's coming over to a new league. But when you look at the fact with Emerson that really in reality, down that right hand side today, it was offering us absolutely nothing going forward, like zero. And yeah. as much as I think today defensively, I'll come on to his game defensively, I think he was okay today defensively. But you've mm. got to, if you're going to play with wing-backs, they've got to be expressive, they've got to be dynamic, they've got to offer you something and give you that width. And he doesn't do that going forward, does he? No, not at all. Not at mm. all. And we've seen it before. I mean, there was the Watford game, you know, many, many months ago. You know, I mean, it was just getting in that position and not being able to get that ball over. This is Watford away, sorry. Um, but there's countless games where we can talk about the fact that we've really struggled um, at right wing back. And of course, Doherty came in, grabbed that opportunity, found a new lease of life. And, you know, it's football. You know, you get injured and then, you know, that, that's the end of that. But, you know, I... I, I, I yeah, I, I I kind of felt for for Lucas Mora today because he because I just want him to do well, 
Um, but it just didn't work. And bring Kulusevski on, you know, Game changer. That, that, yeah. that flick when he dragged the ball back yeah. and flipped it and went away right oh, in front of the manager. Yeah, yeah. I yes. just thought okay. it was almost like a concept, kind of like a warning, like you know, this is what you do when you yeah. leave on the bench. It was phenomenal. Uh, no, TJ, just, just on that, just, sorry, oh, TJ, on just for, sorry before we go to TJ, just on that as well. There was a couple of times it was probably that time he ran off the pitch to beat his man. It was like <laughs> reminiscent of back Bale in Barcelona, like and people when he first played his first twenty minutes. People on socials were saying he looks like he's running in treacle. Chris yeah, is yeah. rubbish. He looks like. I've heard we I mean, should have sold him after the last two games. He didn't contribute. We should have sold him. We should have sold him. I, I, him I, honestly, it's crazy. And, and I think, yeah. you know, that, that's the point. Maybe throwing it over to you as well, TJ, is that the only problem that we have when, when we look at all these other teams, yeah, all these other teams they score. I think I heard yesterday, I might be wrong here. I think I heard yesterday that Man City got 17 different goal scorers right across the season, which is absolutely ridiculous. 17. You know, there's only 11 that start and they got 17 people that score goal. Mental. And and Spurs, when Kane and Son are firing, we we pretty much win football matches, right? Simple as that. I don't think Kane was at his best today either, but he got a goal and he could have had another one and he, he played better than he did the previous two games. Son's on fire. Absolutely loving it. 19 Premier League goals. By the way, just, just want to uh, say, that's a record for Son. That's the most Premier League goals mm. he's ever scored in his career. So there's another yeah. one speaking. We should have dropped him though, shouldn't we? Yeah. Um, but but the point the point I'm making is that when Son and Kane have an off day, typically the team has an off day. But what needs to happen is somebody else needs to step up. I like, agree. has been brilliant, but he needs to step up. So in them mm. games against Brighton and games against Brentford, if Son and Kane aren't on it, somebody else has to be on it. And you have to be able to rely on a Steam Burvine to say, look, come on, boss, give me a go. You can rely on me to come on. Absolutely. Yeah. Kane never gets dropped, ever. Like somebody made made it in a, a comment earlier. I'm not saying drop him from the start, for example, but he never not he never comes off. He never comes off with 20 minutes to go, put Bergvine up there. Like we could have easily against Brentford made a 3-5-2 and dropped somebody in the middle. Could have been Kane, could have been Chris. Trust though, Lee, Mark, tr- can he trust that? I mean, I, I think with Conte, a lot of it is trust. You look at he looks at that bench, and for me, I think a lot of it is that you know. When you look at what he's got there, he doesn't trust the other options on there. That's yeah, clearly he what it's about. Moved it around in game, like the eleven that he had on the pitch. Yeah, he doesn't trust. He could have moved it around. I, I agree, and, and that's an element yeah, of content that point, I am about in game management. Yeah, that bit of in game management. But the point is that if Kane and Son are not on it, then all of a sudden we got a problem. Whereas other teams like Arsenal, like who we're up against at the moment, who is their out and out striker? But who is their out and out person if they're not on it? They don't really have one. And no, that's, a, that's a weakness, but it's also a benefit. Because yeah. actually, if, if Saka's not playing well, then, you know, Nketiah might step up. Or if Nketiah's not playing well, Martinelli might play. Or Odegaard. Like, they've got players that, that that you're not reliant on, which is a bad mm. thing, but it's also a really good thing. Because Son and Kane are world, in my opinion, they're world-class compared to these you know, some of these other teams that they've got. Yet when they Great. don't perform some of the other uh, boys need to step up. And that's the, the bit that we need to learn. I don't know what, yeah. what you guys say. I don't know what you think, TJ. Let's bring you in, TJ. What do you think that from Lee? Let's bring you in. Yeah, I mean, I, I pretty much concur with everything that, that Leon and, and Lee have said, you know, and I think that probably, again, from the comments that keep coming in, we're, we're a pretty well-versed and uh, a pretty well-educated, you know, fan base, like not only the guests who appear on the show, but the, you know, the people who watch and, and, and send in their, their comments. I think with, I mean, with Bergwijn, 
I just don't know a Tottenham fan that isn't like, why doesn't this guy play more? I just don't know anyone who doesn't like him or rate him. And also, it's not an accident when he comes on. The guy just bangs in goals, you know? I mean, was he hurt by scoring those two at Leicester? Was he going to Ajax and he scores Mm. those two and we don't let him go? And the thing is as well that you were saying, Ricky, about his um, character or personality or attitude. I can't remember the name, the word that you use, but they're all pretty much the same thing. Again, you know, I'm going to be the first to say none of us know what happens at training. And again, yep. none of us are going to question Conte. It's one of the nice things as well about having Conte. So we don't have people go, oh, I think this and I think that. Everyone yeah. just goes, listen, man. If Antonio says that's good enough for me, thank yeah, God. You know, it just yeah. saves us yeah. a lot of bloody headaches, doesn't it? Agree. Um, and so I think, but from from what I can see with Bergwijn, is it's more of a personality thing than a character thing or an attitude thing. I think he just does have a sort of quiet demeanor. Mm. He seems yeah. like quite a quiet kid, and and you remember, you know, remember I said this last time. Remember, they're kids. They're they're all, they're all kids. We 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 want the world from all of them, but they're mm. all kids. Kulusevski, like he's nine, he's nine months yeah, older than yeah. Phil Foden, who looks like a paper boy. You know, I mean, like you know, they're they're really very. I mean, you can see him on a little bike, you know, throwing up because yeah, you know, yeah, I don't know if yeah. people even do that anymore. But um, <laughs> you know, Bergwijn, I just think is. I think he actually he suffers from a personal confidence. Like he's not the guy that walks into the club and lights it up. You know what yeah, I mean? He's, so he's the opposite to Mora. Mora is so energetic and infectious. Exactly. I totally agree. And, and I Mora is, agree. Yeah, he's, I agree. He has, he has a great career, but also Mora is so much older. Yeah. Mm. Mora, you know, Mora is married and has children, and you know, yeah. he's massively into Jesus, and like you know, mm. he's got things that he's really passionate about. Mm. Um, Stephen Bergwijn is a much younger man who doesn't have a wife and children and maybe he's massively into Jesus no we'd know because it'd be all over his social media you know like you know Lucas Mora can't eat a Mars bar without saying Jesus you know wicked thanks for the Mars bar you know so I think that with him it's it's about finding confidence as a young man not just a a footballer because there's no denying the kid's talent and also he's a lump like God try marking that guy you know, um, he, re- he reminds me a bit like his movement and everything of, of Jermaine, who I, one of my favourite Tottenham players of all time. Mm, Just, you yeah. know, it's like a horse. Like, good luck. If he's turning, he's turning. Like, Romero couldn't wrestle Jermaine to, to the ground, you know. And so I think there's a, a real player there. But again, it comes back to this idea of belief. And, like, belief is not something that you can't throw a switch. Yeah. Like, to have confidence in whatever and, like, really believe, it mm. just comes by doing it. You know, yeah. those tracks in you, this is science, right? You know, those tracks in your brain when you behave in a certain way and you do it after time. Like you were saying, um, it was a while ago, but I think it was on this current uh, bit of conversation when, Ricky, you were saying it was very poor for the first 20 minutes. And then Lee, you said, actually, I thought for the first 10 minutes it was ace. I was actually, you know, watching it. You know, I'm here in Budapest, as you know, I was, I was watching it on the on the TV. And a number of my friends were at the game. And Lee, I knew that uh, you were at the game. And actually, one of my friends made a comment. Oh, it was so satisfying to see King, the, the, you know, the King Lee McQueen is a 4-5-1 <laughs> guy as well. And like, you know, we were very proud. My friend Richard, Richard Album said that, who I know is watching. So good on you, Richard. There's, there's your shout out. But um, I was also thinking, I was very proud of our fans, how vocal we were for the first 10 minutes, you know, just hearing yeah. come on. First, just yeah, literally was trying to get it going. Yeah. yeah, and an American friend of mine who's on this show that I'm doing came around, you know, to watch the soccer. And he was like, oh, my God, like the noise and the fans and you're singing. It's like, what a great thing. And I'm just like, yeah, man, like that's that's Tottenham. Like that's who we are. And again, we get slated often for being quiet or for being dispassionate. And today I think it was anything but. But it didn't work. 
right? We played like that for 10 minutes and it didn't work. We didn't score, you know? And so that's when that lack of belief kicked in. We missed, doesn't work. And then, you know, Leicester yeah. start to do a few things and we go, ooh, and like throw 10 men behind yeah. the ball again. So, yeah. you know, we, we, we have these issues, but they're the same issues. You know, I think that what we need to do is how the hell is it that, you know, somebody like Diogo Jota, wow, what a season he's had at Liverpool. Man's on the bench. Yeah. And he, and he, comes, up, and he comes and affects yeah. the games as well. Yeah. And then, you know, Origi. <laughs> and whenever he comes on, he's amazing. Man's on the bench. Yeah. You know, it's Mane. Crazy. Man's on the bench. Firmino, who? Man can't even bring out oranges. <laughs> you know what I mean? So yeah. you look, we have to be like that. Yeah, you look, when you get, like Lucas Moura, I have affection for Lucas Moura as well. You know, Leon, you were saying, Lee, I think we all have affection for Lucas. We've all got him jumping. We all had him jumping on our phone for a screensaver for, you know, yeah. I had that, I had that for ages. My wife got upset. Um, that's not true. She doesn't mind. But, um, <laughs> you know, I, I have great affection for him. He was terrible today, man. He was mm. terrible. He was turgid. Yeah. And also, Lucas, I don't even mind it when say, oh, you know, he beats two or three guys and then he loses the ball. At least he beats two or three guys. Today, he couldn't tie his own shoelaces. Mm. He was a liar. Lucas, Lucas stats, right, lads, listeners, viewers, they're, they're, you know, for all of the stuff that he did against Ajax, and we and we mm. never forget him. And I do love his enthusiasm and I love his attitude and, and the mm. way he, he loves the club. Coming Spurs, coming Spurs, coming Spurs. I don't think he does. But he's appeared 31 times in the Tottenham shirt in the Premier League this year. He scored two goals and five assists. Kulisewski's had 14 appearances. He scored three goals and got eight assists. I mean, the stats don't lie. And no, the guy's no, no. made a massive impact. And what I would have expected from somebody like Lucas is to step up. Like, for somebody to say, wow, OK, I've got some proper competition in front of me now in Decky. And and he hasn't because when he's been Especially at his age, you're, you're a veteran, dude. You've got a young man breathing down your neck. You know, you should you should really step up and go. You know, I might not be as fast as you or as young as you might not have the. I don't think actually Lucas Moore would ever lack for energy. But like, show well, this is what I've learned. You know, show a little bit of what they call you know footballing intelligence or whatever. Yeah. He honestly looked clueless today. He he yeah. looked like like a freshman, like a rookie. <laughs> Um, and, and a liability. I couldn't wait for him to get yanked. Couldn't wait. Yes. Leon, I'm going to come around to you. I'm conscious that we're 53 minutes in. We're not even discussed the goal yet and Spurs did score three of them. <laughs> although, we did go, although we did go how many games without a shot on target and now we've got goals to discuss. I know it's a really rare thing on last one on Spurs over the last <laughs> few weeks. So please apologise. We've got goals to discuss. I know we can't believe it. Lee's in amazement mm. as well that he's come back. There's goals to discuss. So we're all going to try and get our heads around this. Um, Leon, look, despite what I said about the opening 20 minutes, Spurs did find their way in front. Um, it was a you know a really good header from Harry Kane. He makes up really for a couple of earlier moments where really he was a bit sloppy on the ball. Um, he got away from his marker quite easily, headed home for Spurs. There was that reassurance. And for Kane now, this record's phenomenal, isn't it? 19 goals in 18 matches against Leicester. Leicester City absolutely hate Harry Kane, don't they? Yeah, well, no. I mean, it, the, the thing that struck me, though, is just such an easy header. Um, I haven't watched it back on the TV. I've only been at the game and come back up, but I, I, I don't know where the runs were blocked and and, and how we made. But it just it just felt really easy. <laughs> and I mean, I guess like you know what we're like on corners. Oh yeah, pieces uh, generally yeah, yeah. It's just awful. You know, I mean, yeah, I was we just at, don't do them, do we? We don't do corners. No, we yeah, just don't. The game last 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 week, and um, Son had a free kick, and I was like, nothing's going to happen here. 
um, I said to my, my, my mate, who's a Brentford fan, um, and nothing did happen. Then the other side, Ericsson had it. And I said, well, to be fair, Ericsson, nothing's going to happen here either because I've watched him for years hit the first man on free kicks. And then he puts a beautiful ball in and I'm like, well, this is clearly a Spurs thing, right? If it comes down to set pieces, then um, then then we really are in trouble. But no, I mean, I, look, for me, I was just delighted to, to see Harry Kane score. Um, I'm not sure, you know, since he's been on that golf trip, he hasn't played so well. Um, mm. I don't think that's, that's the reason. Um, but it's... I'm it's going to be I'm linked though, isn't it? The, the it, whole it, thing it's is... Just a thing. It's, it's just a, a narrative thing. that's going to be linked. It's interesting. Yeah. I mean, you know, Lee coming over to you, um, it's interesting with Kane because he, he gave away the ball and I counted this five times he gave away the ball in those early stages. But of course, listen, he more than made up for it. He got his goal. Again, um, I'll be honest and say that he's not playing to the Kane level that he was a month or so ago. I'm just being honest there, you know, taking out the golf trip and putting that to one side. Um, the most important thing is that Kane's getting goals. That, that's the most important thing. And he's scoring today. I don't know if it's going to set him up on another run, but you concern me that we're coming in now to this business end of the season where we need the Canes and the Sons to be playing to their absolute maximum level. And he just seems just that bit off it at the moment, Lee, Harry Kane. Yeah, I think I think that's fair. I think that I think yeah, there'll be a lot made about the golf trip and stuff. I think it has had an effect. I, I've actually got it on decent authority that he's got a knock and he's playing through a knock, um, and that's maybe why it's dropped off. The other thing that I noticed today, watching the game live, where, where I sit is quite quite high, got a decent vantage point. So he has to. A lot of people are noticing what Kane's been doing when he's dropping deep over the last kind of season and a bit. And now there's a lot of people doubling up and even tripling up on him. And that's becoming an issue. So what should happen in that scenario is that we should have some space. And where the space is being created is typically down the right-hand side where you've got Emerson, who, who nobody wants to pass the ball to. So what's happening is yeah. Kane's coming a little bit deeper, having two or three people around him, losing mm -hmm. the ball um, more often than he used to before because he's been having more attention to pay to him, should we say. And yeah. we're not filtering the ball out into the spaces, either quick enough or because we don't trust, you know, certain personnel that are in and around. So I think I always, I always look at pragmatically to say it's not just one key thing. There's a few things. Like, it's probably got a little knock can't remember if it was against Villa when they properly went out at us, didn't they, in the first half. Oh, yeah. I think he took a knock on his ankle or, or somewhere on his leg. And I'm not saying he's not fit. I'm not saying yeah. he's not fit. I'm saying he's he's probably not. At his, I mean, there's absolutely no doubt that previous to them games, he was an absolute fire. So he's probably due a little bit of downtime, if, if you can say that. But you're right, Rick. Yeah, and, and somebody made the comment earlier because I, I said that he was world-class and some exceptional player, but world-class players make the key difference most of the time. And and you kind of got to agree with that. You know, these are the times against Brighton, against Brentford, where you have to rely on a world-class player to, to get them out of trouble. And this is what I don't understand about the media narrative, like with Ronaldo. Like, Manchester United bought Ronaldo to do exactly what I've just described. He does it, and then it's a bad thing. Oh, they're relying on Ronaldo again. Well, no, that's why they bought a world-class player, because they he can do that. Do you, do you get what I mean? So, I think Son and Kane are brilliant, and I think that, that I, I still think they're world-class. But from a Kane perspective, I, I think he... 
I don't know if anyone knows. It's more of a question than a statement, if I can, Rick, to, to, to the other guys and viewers and listeners as well. Did, did Kane play more further forward against Brentford and against Brighton? Or, you know, because the pockets, where he drops yeah. into them kind of deeper pockets, they weren't there for him to, 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 to play. And so he stood up top. I mean, I think he had about three touches inside the box or something ridiculous. So mm. I, I do think it's about him having to change his game almost on a weekly basis now because he's going... Well, judging on the opposition, dependent on the opposition. Around me, and if I, yep. Yeah, so it's... Yep. But intelligently, he, he will be fine because he's brilliant. It's yep. the intelligence around him that needs to work that yep. out as well. And, and like I think that's maybe the problem. Yeah, exactly. You know Chris Whaley... Chris Wayne on the screen here says, what's your thoughts on Royal getting in Kane's way in the box? Happens a lot. And that comment's yeah. come up quite a few yeah. times tonight. The fact that players are getting in Great Kane's shot. way, Emerson being one of them. TJ, on Harry Kane, um, listen, it hasn't been a, a normal season for Kane. Although, despite the fact that he started slowly, he's still up there in the goal-scoring charts. You know, what's your opinion on Kane at the moment? Do you think he will galvanise himself in these last remaining games to give Spurs that opportunity of breaking in and finishing a top four finish because it feels like Spurs, when Kane plays well, Spurs play well. But ironically today, Kane didn't play that well and Spurs still got the result. Yeah, I mean, listen, you know, of, of course he's world-class. Like anyone who says he isn't, you know, there's a, there's an agenda there. Um, it was interesting, actually, when Lee said that he has it on good authority, that he's carrying a knock because, mate, that's exactly what I thought. Like last two or three games, he just... You know, and I was thinking, is he tired? Was it the golf thing? I mean, you know, obviously I live in America. So, you know, when you do, but, you know, I'm so much older than he is. You know, you fly, it does affect you. But was it that? And then I was thinking, I wonder if he's taken a little knock. So I think that that's what it is. Um, will he be able to play through that and be like it? I mean, dude, when he played against City, you'll never see a more complete performance from from a, a footballer than the performance that Harry Kane put against City. So will it be that level? Probably not. But to be honest, it doesn't need to be that level. Like that was a 12 out of 10. You know, like that was when, like when Cristiano turned up against us, you know, when Brady was in the crowd and like Harry Kane, oh, Brady's here. And Ronaldo was like, oh, Brady's here. And Ronaldo won the, the Brady pat on the back contest that day. Uh, it is extraordinary the loss to that United team twice. Good Lord. Um, so I think that as far as players getting in his way and like Romero, um, not Romero, um, Emerson getting in his way. Yeah, absolutely. Like that's happening far too often. It's just that Emerson doesn't really know how to not to play football, but kind of play football. You know, I just don't understand how he's made it. I, I really, I, I really don't. And the thing is, is that like you were saying, where the spaces are when our class players are being doubled or, or trebled are on the sides and the other teams are like mate have it you know like Emerson when you see Emerson running with the ball as soon as he gets it he's always looking up like that because like who can I give this ball to do you know what I mean and he has this sort of stuttering gait as well to the way that he dribbles you know when he went past two players to get today and got tripped over and we got a foul for it that was nothing to do with his ability it was so slow it was literally like a player stepped in because he'd lost the ball and just mistimed it. Like, he's mm. so far off the pace. So, of course, he gets in Kane's way because he just doesn't know where to be. But he's trying to cover ground. So, yep. fair play to, to the lad, to, to Emerson. Mm. He's trying. He's trying to cover ground. He's just, he's just not good enough. So, will Kane step up and lead this team? 
Yes, because Kane at seven out of ten is a ten in most teams. So yeah. I, I think that he will do what we need him to do. Him and the others. I mean, listen, man, Lloris, I, I think, has been fantastic mm. as well. Like, And again, you know, that onto the post, that was a save onto the post. Yeah, yeah. You know, like, yeah. he's been mustered. And so I mm. think that those big players who've been there and done that, that's something yeah. I think actually that will play to our advantage over the next couple of seasons is that mm. our veterans, our older players, are actually yeah. really class. And I think mm. that's the disparity with... This young Arsenal team, I think the young players are excellent, excellent, but their older players are not good enough. And like that's with, yeah. with us, like our younger players aren't that great, but it's our older players that are really kind of carrying yeah. the team. Uh, really good points there. And um, I must say, for any comments on the screen here, we have discussed already the top four running, uh, what we think of that. So you're more than welcome to know if anyone joining us live right now. Um, there's lonely, loads of listeners coming in. I think 500, 600 of you watching us live. Thank you so much across all our different platforms. So feel free uh, to wind back, have a think of that, and then come back and tell us at the end if we're all deluded based on our thoughts earlier. <laughs> but that was half hour ago. It might all change depending if we get any breaking news, of course. And what we will do, we'll go for another very quick break. Sonny. We were just saying off camera what an important win that was today, and uh, look, well done, two goals, and you were you were great out there. To be fair, <laughs> yeah, needed I think more than needed I think so. I mean, the commitment uh, the players and the coaching staff did uh, this week was was incredible. I mean, I can't tell you everything in front of camera, but we worked really hard, uh, and uh, because uh, the last two games, obviously. I know the fans were not happy because the results and we know the um, the position how important they every single games. But we knew also we are more than disappointed. Then the new guys. I mean, that's why this week we worked really hard, and I'm mean, very happy that that everyone performing them on the pitch that 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 needed even someone home come, comes on the bench and was a was a fantastic performance from everyone. So we got ourselves in front in the game, which is always important. You and Harry again combining. Uh, obviously, the second goal, um, which comes from Kuti Romero's tackles. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a photo, Sonny, and you're you're pointing to his name as you're celebrating. I mean, that's moments like that are massive, aren't they? No, I mean, um, obviously you're scoring goals, but. You're not scoring alone because uh, the the previous action is uh, always happening. Something obviously we had a ball and we lost, and Kuti won it back twice. So he made a once uh, tackle and second tackle was obviously risky, but which is defender has to do it sometimes. And Kuti did an unbelievable job. And not only this uh, this situation, whole game he was fantastic. And this goes for me goes to Kuti because that credit credit he deserved it. Probably 100%. So I'm very happy that obviously I scored the goals, but definitely goes uh, to Kuti. Sonny, well, let me ask you quickly. So, so we lost Kuti for about three months when he got his injury, didn't we? Then Decky comes in and Rodrigo Bentancourt comes in. Kuti gets fit again and comes into the team. What difference have these three players made to this team? No, I mean, it's uh, something fresh energy, obviously. Every time when your new players comes, every time. First time is obviously not the best feeling because it's a weird feeling because we don't need we don't know each other and yeah but now we understand really really well and Kuti try help the um, want to speak to everyone so I mean this is getting more close closer I think this change everything and yeah Kulu I mean also everyone I mean to adapt like uh, quick in the Premier League is not that easy mm. because um, you know 
because I suffer. I've suffered my first year, and even now I'm suffering. Obviously, some games, and uh, it's not that easy. But uh, we are very happy. We are very proud that uh, that they were working really hard, and their commitment is just uh, unbelievable. I mean, Lucas did an unbelievable job today as well. But when Kulu came on. I mean, he changed the game. Mm. He changed the game. He bring the some positive energy for the teams, and which is we need it. And mm. um, the last, um, I mean, the last now four games, we need everybody. Yeah, so of course. That shows. That shows. That shows team, and yeah, I think it's really important that they 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 are now fit and they're into the team. Let me ask you about your second goal, our third, beautiful top corner. You'll see this later, but. <laughs> Pierre is standing right behind you when you hit that, and his reaction is priceless. He just—he's like, "We wait until you watch it later." What a goal, Sonny! Come on. Um, yeah, it was lucky, isn't it? Yeah, lucky. I, I knew you were going to say <laughs> that. It's almost lucky for you to say it's lucky. No, I mean, it's uh, to hit top in like that is uh, obviously. If I'm if I'm honest, I practice so many shots, especially in this position, because uh, when I was a kid, I. Uh, I knew I'm gonna play winger, so even left foot, right foot, I try so many shots from there. So, especially when I score in this position, I'm more than happy because it's hard work, a payoff, you know, feels like because I try so many shots from there. So, this is my favorite position. And as soon as I, when I hit it, it was just, I could see the way the ball flies. So, it was, um, it was incredible and I'm very happy. What a feeling, isn't it? In, no, front, I mean in front of that um, south stand as well. Yeah, right? I mean, beautiful. Probably nobody expect from scoring from there. So <laughs> I was just, yeah, I was just like, I, mean, I was sure that uh, I was pretty confident uh, score or not score, but I'm pretty confident to shoot there. We even with left foot and right foot, and luckily the ball on top corner and very happy moments. Nineteen league goals now. That's your most in a season for Spurs. <laughs> oh, it's not important. Flying. Either. Well, it's not You're important. Flying, mate. No, I mean, not important because I want to play. I want to play Champions League for next season and scoring ninety goals, thirty goals, twenty-five goals. It's not important for me because the team is more important than me, myself. And I do my best uh, for the team. I try to best for the team. And if I get a chance, I try to score. But the numbers are not important for me. So I want to finish with these guys and with this team, with this Porter. I want to play. Champions League for next season. This is more important than anything else at the moment. Great words to finish with. Sunny, well done. Thank you very much. Guys, thank you so much as always for all your support for last one on Spurs. Incredible. Listen, I have so many of you watching us this evening. We understand we're going into the final, well, the final battle for the business end of the season. And I know many are feeling differently in terms of the fixtures coming up. But I think one man that we feel is looking like he's getting back on form. Can I over to you, Leon? Is Hum Min Son? We'll come and discuss his wonder goal shortly. But um, he fired Spurs into a two-nil lead. Kulisevsky really coming on, changing the game, setting it up, and it all came from an absolutely crunching tackle from Christian Romero. And you know what I will say that the fans, when Romero goes in for tackles, you can hear the stadium. It's, everyone's on their feet. They're cheering. They're rocking. I mean, there's not too many players that can, as a defender bring you to your feet. But Christian Romero is one of them. He clatters into players. I can't do the TJ impression of the, that. I can't do it as good as him. So I won't even try and do it as good as him. But um, it's what that noise is, is what Christian does. Um, but it is full commitment from obviously Romero and a lovely finish from Santa. Double our lead and set us down, Leon. Absolutely. And and 
as, as TJ put it, bang and bang. There were two. He went through the first one and then he went through the second one. And just before that, because it was in front of me, there was a bit of off the ball with, um, oh, I forget, forget the name of the player, but number 29. And um, Romero had a little look at him and he mm. kind of like shrugged his shoulders <laughs> on top of his chest and just... Sizing them up. As in, we see yeah, all the time in, yeah, Sunday morning football, it's a bit like, yeah, all right, noted. All right, let's see what happens next time. And the next time, it was bang, bang, and it just lifted the place and set up an attack and bang, there you go. So, Sonny with a goal. But that, that, I mean, looking at it, I, I do wonder, how did we get this player? How did oh, yeah. we get it is, Romero? Yeah. Right? <laughs> and, know, and also, and our offense, he was signed under Nuno. Not under Conte, signed under Nuno. That's also what's quite unbelievable. Well, then it must be Paratici. It must, it must be Paratici. It must be. It must be. Yeah. It, it's unbelievable that we have this player. And, yeah, I mean, look, that, that, that Son finish. In, I mean, he just doesn't miss, does he? You know, or if he misses, it's a massive kind of head-in-hands moment because there's been some key misses across the season. Every player's going to have that. Kane's had a couple. Um, but... You know, in Son, he's he's just top, top, top class. And I know we'll sp- speak about the the one that he hit in the top corner a little bit mm. later. But yeah. um, no, I mean, we, we're just blessed to have these players. But now they've got to deliver. You yeah, know, they, they have to deliver. This is, mm. you know, we, we can't look back and go, oh, they, they, they did really well up until now. They've got to yeah. get us over the line because that is... Yeah, I mean, it's, it's one of the things, isn't it? I mean, it's, it's all very well winning today, but I do feel that come the end of the season, we'll be judged ultimately if we have made that top four. Lee, coming over to you. It was a lovely turn in the box from Son to finish, Kulisewski teeing him up, but um, mm. it all came from Lee. That absolutely, as I mentioned, crunching tackle from Christian Romero. It was, I mean, it was beautiful to see it. He loves doing it. We love seeing it as fans. Just a really great team goal, wasn't it, Lee? It was beautiful. I mean, I think some I can't I can't name check you, buddy. Sorry, but I think you said earlier in the comments about um, you know it's a throwback um, back back to the back in the days of like smashing tackles. I mean, everybody in the stadium loved it. Like literally everybody. It was like it was almost like cheering a goal. It was just brilliant. And and the thing that made it even even more brilliant is if he missed times that that is literally a straight red. Oh, and and he, yeah. he ain't playing another game this season or whatever. You know, no. he's definitely missing an awful lot of the derby and. He just doesn't think like that. And he just thinks in, he's so aggressive. Like, so, what did you boys call it? Bang! Like, he's so he's so in it. And it's just brilliant to see because I think it was um, Dakar that maybe Leon, you were talking about, wasn't it? The striker, where he's number 29. And, and like you say, he, he was a little bit like, oh, hello. Uh, Romero just, there was a time, I think there was another situation where he won the ball. And then he just kept running. And he found himself in the striker position. And you're thinking... This is this is how Conte wants to play. This is exactly Absolutely, how yeah. Conte he's, wants to play. Football. He's the embodiment of Conte, isn't he? Is he not the embodiment? And it's yeah, exactly that, mate. And it's flooding the box with obviously we're wearing our um, home kit today, so white shirts flooding the box with white shirts in and around, like Ben Davis flooding the box or Romero flood. And I don't. I, we've been doing that brilliantly, and we hadn't been doing that at all over uh, like a, a last couple of games or whatever. So to see uh, Romero just crunching in and then going on again and, and setting up that, that, that goal was, was fantastic. Uh, you know, and that, that's what I love. I mentioned Decky earlier when he first come when he made that, that just that belt in run straight through and like just saying, come, it was almost like, come on, what are we doing here? And I love that. That is that raw, 
aggression is it showed me that they want it. And that, you know, when when players finish, if we, if we finish fifth this season and players come out and say, oh, I want Champions League, I want to leave. Well, this is well, the no, reason, no, it's, you know, it's, it's up to yeah, you now to do yeah. things like what Romero's doing, like Spot what Becky's doing. If you yeah. want a piece of the action, you yeah. can have it. Go for yeah. it. But don't start whinging at the end of the season, oh, I want top four, because you can have it right now. But you've yeah. got to give it. If you want it, you've got to give it. And yeah. Romero, for me, has shown exactly what he's all about. And I agree with you, Leon. Paratici must have been cooking back in the back in the summer to to, to sign him. So, absolutely phenomenal. And, and look, I've I've criticised him in in certain weeks as well. You know, he he was at fault to giving away that Man City penalty when we were two one up. And you know, he I think Burnley as well. Was it to say Burnley away? And Burnley when the ball went over his head and he should have been heading that out. And like you said earlier, Leon, I think you know he has got a rick in him. You know, not not you, Rick. You know what I mean? But he's. Uh, if I, I he wish I was. Rick. I wish I had. A, I wish I had a Rick in him if I was playing that. Can I tell you? <laughs> well, you can get him if you want. It's not a problem. But yeah, I mean, I think you know, I think he has got something in there. But he is learning all the time. And again, like you say, he's only twenty-three, and you know, everybody talks about you know these young, young teams like Arsenal, oh, such a young team. Like we're not, we're not an old team either. You know, we've got some really young players in our in our team. Now, Benton Kerr. I think he gave the ball away quite a lot today, but but on a yellow card as well, made some phenomenal tackles and, and really put it in and about. There was definitely something went on at half time where Conte must have just, I don't know, given him the Alex Ferguson hairdryer or something because mm. definitely changed in the second half. And yeah. Romero was epitomizes everything that was good about us today. Romero mm. epitomized that, I think. I was going to say the Romero chat, but I feel like we're already in Romero flow. So I only feel it's right to bring TJ in as well, because I know what's coming. I know what's coming. <laughs> we know what's coming. But um, before we do, I mean, a quick word. There we go. There we go. <laughs> it's superb. It's just the technique. It's just the sound effects. <laughs> it, so it makes a difference when you're on YouTube, I must say. Um, actually, Rogers said on the tackle, he said, there was no problem with the tackle. I had a problem with us not winning the tackle. Romero was strong, aggressive, and that's what you want to go centre-half. I mean, TJ, he almost inspired that whole move to come together for Son to score, didn't he? Yes, he did. And and the thing is, as well, with with Romero, and also I'm so pleased, Lee, that you mentioned, you know, Benton Kerr, you know, um, Ricky's twin, um, as first discovered by TJ Romini. But, um, it was, I mean, it was. It was. I can vouch for that. It, it was. I texted him. I said, mate, separated at birth much. But um, anyway, I, I think, yes, he, he, he inspires a team and he is a world-class player and he's made those uh, better around him. And, and like Leon said, you know, he should be credited with the assists. But it's also, it's, it's just good to be reminded, you know, as football fans, remember, there's lots of good players out there, you know. And so if you look at the difference that he has made coming into the team over somebody like Sanchez, you know, like it's it's... I don't want to disrespect Sanchez because I actually like Sanchez. I think there is a player in there. It's again, it's a confidence thing with him, but it is chalk and cheese, isn't it? And dude, Benton Kerr. I mean, that was a massive issue for us. How often would we come on this podcast and I hear it all the time as well? Yeah. Harry Winks, Harry Winks, Harry Winks, Harry. Yeah. And like, you know, who are we going to put? Lacelso and Dombele. Like, you almost forget these guys are all Tottenham players. And the difference between. One player coming in and, and how that can transform a team, which is, again, I have great faith that, like we said, right back at the beginning of the pod. And again, if you've just come on to this now, gang, you know what a wonderful episode's been. Go back and watch it from the beginning. But we were saying at the beginning, you know, if we can get these wingbacks, Lee was saying, if we can get these wingbacks, 
we're challenging for titles. And that's not pie in the sky, you know, Tottenham coloured uh, spectacles. It, it really is because one world-class player can make such a massive difference. When you take a six out of 10 and turn that into an eight or a nine and like sometimes a 10, Jesus, that's, that's the difference. And so, of course, we're all enormous members of, of, the, of the Romero fan club. And mm. also, like Lee said, the fact that he doesn't even think about, God, if I get this wrong, I'm, not, that's yeah. great, I'm gone. He doesn't think about that because I, I keep saying this on this podcast, that's belief. He knows he's not going to get it wrong. And that's the difference, man. There's not an iota, not a shred, not a whisper or a hint of doubt. It's I know I can do this. I know I'll time it right. I know I'll win the ball. It's the celebrations as well, isn't it, TJ? Of, yeah. of like, from loves defending. Like, yeah, he loves tackling. Yeah. tackling. He, he loves, loves it. Arts. It's, great. it's very Argentinian. You know, it's a very Argentinian. I'm on the screen now. Got it bang on. It's about, you know, imposing your will on somebody else. It's a very, you know, dare I say it, it's a, it's a really bad word these days, but it's a very macho thing to do. And, you know, maybe in culture and in society, perhaps not great to be macho, but this is football. You know, this is football. For 90 minutes, you take all of, the, all of those gloves and everything, you take it all off. 90 minutes, win the game, and then after the game, good game, mate. Shake hands, cuddle, fucking have a kiss, whatever. Sorry mm. to swear. Um, but, you know, during, during the game, take the gloves off and that's yeah. why we we adore him and he mm. has made an enormous enormous difference Dyer for me is the most improved player over the season Great. and uh, davis would have a good shout and, and he's a catalyst because of that i mean romero is the catalyst that is he learning up. that i understand yeah. you're learning and again like i love listening to other players you know um, who was it um who was talking about conte and how he's transformed him into this different player and of mm. course conte and, and his Coaches have an enormous influence on that, but they're not standing next to you. No, you're not watching. You know when you play, right? You see somebody do something like, you know, I'm going to try that. You know, what I mean? you know what I mean? And so when they're standing next to you, they're, they're imbuing that confidence into you physically. You can see it. You know, mm. when you're going up, you know, when you're defending a corner or something, you might be standing in front of you. Maybe he's got his arm on your shoulder. You like physically, there's a yeah. lot that can be. Um, uh, really galvanized and really that unity can be formed from a touch. You know, Pochettino was a big fan of that. Like everyone must come in and shake each other's hands. Yeah. You know, to really form that unity. You know, these are soldiers. You've got to go to war for 90 minutes. And so he, he's not just the tackles and the crunching. And it, it's honestly his, his will and his energy and his spirit has really imbued a, a sense of true belief in those back three, but it's not going to work magic on the guys on the end who are just not good mm. enough to be, they're not premier league footballers for me. Yeah. No, I mean, again, yeah. Premier league yeah. They're just, yeah. not. No, nice boys, I'm sure, but this isn't yeah. a popularity yeah. contest. No, you're spot on. You're absolutely right. Uh, Leon coming over to you. We have to bring obviously Kulisevsky into obviously the conversation because it was great work from that all started off by that massive Romero tackle around, of course, on the halfway line. Um, and as we said, Lucas really it was inevitable that he had to come off because he didn't offer Spurs the real energy, the desire, the, the ruthlessness is what we needed really down that wing. But Kulisevsky come on and um he ended up grabbing both assists for Sock. You know, uh, just driving Spurs forward. Um, and of course, I mean, Lee referenced the almost the bail skill um, on the side of the pitch coming on almost in front of Conte just to almost say to him, don't you dare drop me again. But I mean, you know, we look at his stats now. Um, what does he know? No Tottenham players provided more Premier League assists this season than Kulisewski. Eight. 
he's only played 14 games, Leon. He's only been here since January 31st. I mean, isn't that quite remarkable, what we're talking about here from this guy? It's, it, it is truly remarkable. And, and it's interesting, at, at the Brentford game, I was sat next to somebody from AS Roma. Um, and they were shocked at how well Kulisevsky had done because he was doing no great shakes at Juve, in his opinion, of the, the, the guy I was speaking to. So clearly being given the opportunity, given the confidence and being told to just go out there and being trusted has got the best um, out of him. And it's so early in his career, like there's so much to come. Um, I remember watching the first game he played and I thought, oh God, he ain't got much pace. He, he, he doesn't look that skillful. It, 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 I, I just thought, oh, you know, who is this guy? And actually, he's answered that question tenfold. It's like, this is this is exactly who I am. This is what I can do. And those finishes, that finish against Leeds, except, you know, there's so so many brilliant things he's brought to the team. Um, and, you know, he's, he's kind of, it's almost like he's quietly going about his business as well. There, there, there seems to be kind of um, a real maturity for somebody who is so young. And I think that's, that's something we should, you know, give him a lot of credit for. And, and it'll be interesting to see how he continues to to mature in the team. Um, because, you know, he's playing with two incredible players in Son and Kane. He hasn't got the, the width either side of him. Um, so that'll be interesting to see when we become a, a, a better team, because clearly that's, that's going to happen with the um, additions we'll bring in. Um, quick word on Romero as well, because I know we've talked about the, the steel he brings, mm. but my words, the composure is yeah. unbelievable. Outrageous. And so calm. Just, just to the extent that I kind of almost wonder, God, could he play in centre midfield? Because he's got that composure on that ball. He gives yeah. it, 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 it. There's just something that's that's just just completely different class and completely different. Normally you get one or the other. You don't mm. normally get both. Agreed. Um, yeah. So sorry, I don't. I don't want to. No, he's a special. Special. No, you're right. But he's a special uh, guy. I mean, how can you not bring that up? But I mean, as you touched upon, Leon, there for you, Kolesevsky. Listen, as a guy uh, comment there said, he's got more assists than any Arsenal player this season. He's only joined us since January, Leon. It's remarkable, yeah. isn't it? What this guy could be capable of in time as well. Yeah. No, absolutely. Um, and look, you know, he's he's he. The team's been playing well. Yeah. You know, so that 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 helps mm. massively. Um, I know we were kind of talking about Mora's stats, comparing them, but you know, Mora was in an incredibly different looking team with yep. different motivation and playing um without confidence. But you know, it's the change in personnel, change in manager, changing um how they're set up that has got the the the, the best out of the team ultimately and Kulisevsky's grabbed that and not allowed Mora a chance to get back in apart from today. And then mm. when he's got his chance to pop back on off the bench, he said you're not having this spot back. No chance. Yeah. <laughs> um, I mean it, and that's yeah. what you want from your players, right? Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. It, it's interestingly coming over to you, I just wonder whether I uh, being rested maybe clearly did do the trick because um as I mentioned a minute ago, he, he did really bring that drive dynamism down that right-hand side. Um, and he ended up grabbing two assists. You know, what more can you ask from the guy? If you're going to drop him and you want him to show what he's made of, can he handle that mentally? He's answered that there, Lee, in 45 minutes. Well, this was the point that we was making earlier about him versus Lucas almost, you know, and the, the statistics, you know, five goals and, uh, sorry, two goals and five assists versus uh, three goals and eight assists. 
Um, you know, it's just just madness, really. Uh, Super Tottenham again makes a really good point there. Uh, Kulu is really skillful. Um, thank you, Rick. His trickery, it's confusing the fullbacks because don't forget, he's a left footer player on the right, so he's inverted as well. And it does, I don't know, there's something about him that you look at him and you go, Oh, he ain't that quick, but then he is quite quick. And then mm. you look at him and go, Well, he's quite cumbersome, so he can't really turn, but then he can turn. It's just. <laughs> He, I absolutely love the bloke. Really, really fell in love with the bloke. And I love the song. Big shout out to Spurs Song Sheets as well. If you're not following them, please follow them. They are doing some really good work around like trying to get singing and, you know, making it fun. Not horrible yeah. songs, not 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 rubbish songs, like really good fun songs. Uh, they're, we they're need, the more, guys so we need more songs. Gimme, gimme, gimme. We need more songs. We need yeah, more songs. exactly. And, you know, some really good stuff. So, uh, you know, I, I want to try and get behind that as well. So uh, it's at Spurs Song Sheet. So get involved and start following them up because uh, I think they're really good. And they've got some brilliant, brilliant tunes as, as well coming through. So, and Kulovsky is has been fantastic. I mean, I think that I, I always go back to uh, when Antonio Conte won the title with Chelsea that season when they'd done us. Um, I think he had... Um, uh, he had Pedro playing that same side. I think that season, Pedro got nine goals and nine assists in the full season with a preseason, blah, 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 with Conte. And like you just said, Kuliseski's come in. He's only got one assist behind where that Pedro was. Look, he's got a few goals to catch up, let's be honest about it. But um, he, he's doing what he's been brought in to do. And that, that's, what, you know, sharing the goals, sharing the assists around so you're not so reliant on Kane and Son, like we talked about earlier, um, is really, really important. And uh, and he's picking up some of the workload. And I, I think I think people don't know what to do with it. Like, if you're... This is why I think it works quite nicely with, with uh, Kulisewski when, when he's dropping inside or he's going outside. If Kane's got the ball and he's dropping deep and he's got two or three men around him... Kulisewski's clever enough to know what to do with that space. Do you see what I mean? Whereas maybe some of the other, no offence, but some of the other players that we've had playing out there don't know what to do or they get in each other's way as we discussed earlier. So I love the bloke. I think he's done fantastic. He's just got a, he's got to keep, he's got to score and assist for the next four games, please. Every single game. And I think it gives yeah. us a big chance. How much have I missed this question being asked to me? Ricky, is Son world-class? Oh God. I, I can't wait to have all of that at the end of this season. <laughs> Listen, that goal today from Sonny was world-class, hence the voice like this as well, I must add. Um, so thank you so much. Um, let's discuss Sonny's wonderful goal. Uh, for Son now, that takes him to, I think, 31 appearances, 19 goals, 8 assists. Directly been involved in 9 out of the 15 goals that Spurs have scored in their last 6 games. I mean, that is... That is a world-class record. Oh, there I've said it. There you go. So everyone get on my back now. Get off my back. It's a world-class record. And all I want, all I've ever said about Son, and I'll say it again, consistency. Consistency. That's all I ask for. All I ask for. You know, we now need players in these next four games, as Lee says, like Christian Romero, that is going to make the difference. That is going to step out from the shadows and get this club back into the Champions League where we all want the club to be and take us that level where Conte is going to get back. That's what we all want. And I want Son to do that. And um, TJ, we'll roll it off with you because I'm sure you're going to tell me all your love for Son. And again, an incredible goal, incredible stats. Again, eight goals, two assists in his last six Premier League games. Is Son coming to the fore exactly when we need him? 
Yes, he is. And, um, you know, as I've said before, Sonny's my favourite Tottenham player, you know, and he was pretty much straight away. I've always admired a player that plays with a, with a smile on his face. You know, I'm a huge lover of the sport. And um, so any player that shows uh, gratitude, you know, for playing for a living um, gets my admiration and my respect. I mean, the fact that it's even a debate, is he world class, is just preposterous. Again, it comes down to optics. It's similar, actually, with Decky. You know, um, because he has this ungainly manner about him, a bit like Crouchy. And it's like, really? He, he's a footballer? He looks like a high jumper. You know, and so it's, it's, it's an optics it's an optics thing. And also um, a player, again, who sparked years of debate on this podcast, Eric Lamella. You know, oh, that's man. who you, I know, mate. He used to play in that position, right? But yeah. Eric Lamella was very handsome and you know, this dashing and he was, you know, very physical and combative. Those are optics which people are just going to gravitate towards. Decky isn't, you know, he's not. I mean, you know, you, Eric Lamella could be a, a movie star. Decky is a, is a supporting actor, you know. And so, but he's so much more effective. I was never a fan of Eric Lamella. And also master of the dark arts and all that kind of thing. You're not a master if you get caught, my friend. You are not a master if you get caught. And Decky is aggressive. You know what I mean? Like he's a he's got little moves and everything. That's being a master because he gets away with it. I think he's maybe had two yellow cards since he's been at the club and you know he mm. gets stuck in. So that's massively important. But anyway, yeah, back back to Sonny. He's hitting that vein of form. And Rick, you know, of course, mate, of course we want him to be consistent. Because when he goes missing, it's just a massive hole for us. It's like when um, when Ericsson used to go missing. Again, if you play at that level. If you go from like a nine, nine and a half and you drop to a seven, dude, no, we can't afford that. We yeah. don't have this is a Rodri that we can bring off the bench, a Gundogan that we can bring yeah, off the yeah. bench. Spot on. We don't, dude, we don't have those players. We're just not that club yet. Mm. And so we need you guys to fire. And again, with Sonny, I don't ever think it's a decision. You know, like, again, we've talked about, on the, or I've certainly talked about it, and I know you guys talk about it a lot, and it's something that the, the viewers and the listeners are, are constantly talking about as well, not only here, but on, uh, on Twitter and what have you, that really all we demand of our players is effort, you know, 100% effort, because effort is yep. a decision. It's yep. got nothing to do with your ability, your, your skill. You make a decision, I will give all for my, all for my shirt. Like Hoybier, again, here's a player who suddenly, all of a sudden, people go, oh, he's rubbish, Right. And I know Lee, um, I was listening to, I was in a car park in Hollywood and Lee was saying he's a dustman. It was ages ago. Do you remember that, Lee? Crackers. I've got to, I've got to shout Crackers out. Crackers called him the dustman. Oh, is that right? I heard you, well, I heard you quoting Crackers and I was pulling into a car yeah, park. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I nearly hit the pillar because it really, really <laughs> made, made me laugh. But, um, you know, and so he, he always gives the effort, but he's not, he's nowhere near as good as Sonny. So with Sonny, I don't know what it is with him. I don't know why he goes off the boil. Again, I would suggest that when you're that good, if you have a slightly off day, we're just really going to notice. But he seems to, um, he almost seems to be a bit too emotional. Like if it's not happening, he almost kind of gets, he gets a bit stroppy. You know, like, you know, I don't have any children, but you know, you go and see your friends and, you know, you go, oh, he's a bit tired. You know, they, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, he missed his nap, but he's a, you know, he almost kind of seems a bit like that. So, you know, he's got to get a good nap before the game and just eradicate that will be absolutely fine. Leon, coming over to you, I mean, the, the goal itself from Son was just, I mean, beautiful. I mean, I was right behind it and it 
cold its way into the top corner. Oh. It was just remarkable. And it's one of those where, you know what, the minute it leaves its foot, it's only going in one direction. And again, Son, you know what you see about Son? When he's in full confidence and full flow, I mean it when I say this. And again, I, 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 there is not a better striker of a ball than Sonny, bar maybe Kane, because when he has that confidence, that unbridled belief that he's going to score, he's phenomenal. And the goal itself is almost kind of, he kind of represents the player that he is and the belief that he has in his game when he has got that confidence. Yeah, no, beautiful goal. And the thing I love about Sonny is he can do it off both feet. You know, I believe every professional footballer should be able to play with both feet, but many, many can't. <laughs> Let's face it. We see Eric people struggle, <laughs> struggle on, 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 on a left or right foot, which I think there is no excuse for. Um, but the thing I love about Sonny, right, and this is probably why he doesn't get the credit I think he deserves and doesn't have the status in world football that I think he deserves. When have you ever heard Son linked to another club? No. He doesn't have hype men in the media no. putting him in with linked to Barcelona, linked to this club. Mm. You don't hear he's demanding this much money for a new contract or he's no. out the door. You don't have any of that. You just have football. So just true. football. Every Leon, other is, player. Is, 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 is his father is his manager? Is that is that what it is? Is it is it a family coach, thing? isn't it? It's a family yeah. thing, isn't it? Yeah. Is that what it is? Well, I mean, he, he's with um, I think it's CAA, um, huge agency, um, yeah. <laughs> huge huge agency, yeah. and um, and look, you know, it'd be easy for to to, to link Son with every club mm-hmm. in the world, right? But it just doesn't happen. There's just silence around him, and all you see is football, and all you see is him doing his bits and pieces with his hands in front of the camera, and all you hear is him talking about how much he loves football. And I think there's real beauty in that. And that's what it's stands beautiful. out in this world of, if you don't give me this, I'm not signing this contract. Totally not that. We don't need that noise. And that noise is all about money. It's all mm. about money. It's all to drive clubs into certain positions. So the club must love Son because he doesn't do any of that with them. None of that at all. He just turns up, plays football. So um, I think if we saw him linked to... I don't know, I was going to say Barcelona, but Barcelona is not the club to be linked to anymore. I've been mean, Bayern Munich or you know, someone like Bayern Munich or Real Madrid. I wouldn't be surprised. It's just, again, but with Son. Yeah, his, the status would, his status would change because yeah. everyone would be, oh, yeah, he could easily play for that club or that. It would be a debate. We'd be talking about it here. We'd be talking about it across the media. And then you would see him in a different way. And I think because that doesn't exist, he doesn't get the credit he deserves, bizarrely. But it makes him a real kind of joy for your your, your own club. Yeah. Um, so, so I, I think hats off to to Sonny if he is doing that to make sure he is living his kind of values um, because it, it, it's something as a supporter base we shouldn't take for granted because mm. it's rare. It's really rare. Yeah, it, it's an interesting point, obviously, because I know Pochettino said at the time that maybe many clubs in the league will bring you in here. That maybe they wouldn't have given the gamble for Son because he obviously had the two-year mandatory military service. It's a really good point. I know Pochettino mm. made that point early on. Um, but, you know, Lee, I know you were very clear and vocal to say this at the start. You know, the 19 Premier League goals this season, the most he's ever scored in one campaign. He's three behind Mo Salah in the race for the Golden Boot. And correct me if I'm wrong... None of these have been penalties, have they? None of these have been penalties. They've yeah. all been from open play, which again kind of illustrates just the phenomenal goal ratio Son's had this season. Plus the fact that he's got an assist, of course, for the corner for Kane today, which I know we still can't believe 
and probably why we didn't give it enough uh, clarity, well, enough airtime and what we did at the time. Well, he's got he's got seven assists as well. I think his Premier League record was ten assists and seventeen goals last season, um, and this season now he's got nineteen with seven assists. I'm absolutely flabbergasted that this bloke doesn't take the ball when there's a free kick in and around a box. I, I, honestly, like he, he put that ball in for Ben Davis's equaliser against Newcastle. It wasn't a corner, but it come it rebounded back out. And he was, if you remember, he's running from just taking the corner. And he put that kind of low, hard, whipped, flat ball in for Ben Davis to, to, to glance on and score. Weren't a bad game for Ben, was it, that day, Ricky? Was it more than a six out of ten, son? But, I mean, you know, I think from a... From yeah, a 11 here in the comments. Look, the, the amount of times that we, we, we moan about not having any free kick takers. And, like, Leon, I, 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 it was poetic what you said. Absolutely beautiful to see and to know that he is just about football. It's not anything about left foot, right foot, genuinely. You know, he could step up on the left and, and ping one in, step up on the right, ping one in. I'm flabbergasted he don't take the ball um, because, with greatest respect, I love Kane more, more than most, but he can't take a free kick. And, you know, we haven't got somebody. It, it, Sonny could take free kicks and start getting even more goals. Like you said, Rick, I think it was made, um, the point made in the group earlier in, in the group chat. Um, from uh, from from one of the viewers that you know Salah's got seventeen goals really because the others have been penalties and Sonny's got nineteen. It's a phenomenal player, phenomenal. People say about oh we need to step up or what he has. He's, he's improved every season. I mean we've got a guy now that isn't even playing as an out and out striker. He's playing as a left sided forward. He's going to end up scoring more than 20 Premier League goals. And in my mind, in the era that I grew up in, if you get 20 Premier League goals, you're a ledge. And he's about to do it. So, happy days, mate. I can tell you, I'm going to have to really uh, be careful what I say to Lee McQueen about him and Son going forward. I'll tell you. Hey, it's, it's brilliant. Uh, you yeah. Think, you know, you talked earlier, we really- talked earlier about um, Decky and we talked earlier mm. about, you know, uh, Lamella. And, and Jason, one of our own, he always made this point about Lamella. Is he never really done it in a big game like with a no. big goal? And then he and he dropped up with a Rabona in a North London derby. Unbelievable! Mm. And then like what? Twenty minutes later, he gets sent off. That was Lamella all over. Decky already has scored big goals. Gets the first one against Man City. Um, mm. You know, at the Etihad, he's already scored, made massive impact in the assists in big games that we've got coming. You know you can trust him against Liverpool, Anfield. You know that Decky's going to have a decent game. He's not going to go missing. Son, when has he ever gone missing in a big game? He scored two at the Etihad in the Champions League quarterfinal. Scored in, uh, he scored the winner um, against him in the first leg at the quarterfinal of the Champions League. Scored the first goal ever at Tottenham Hotspur Stadium. Uh, he scored, when, when, when he needed to step up on Kane's injuries all through that Champions League, he stepped up and scored goals. This bloke, and, and TJ's at it right early. Smile on his face. This guy's Mr. Tottenham. Like, it, it, arguably, Kane obviously is one of our own, but arguably Son's one of our own. He, he didn't have any fuss about signing a new four-year contract. It almost went under the radar that he signed it. And this guy is absolute phenomenal. Absolute phenomenal. And yeah. I just I just love the fact that he plays for Tottenham Hotspur. I, I don't think even some of the gooners that have been here tonight, which is very, very strange, like watching the Tottenham uh, uh, um, stream, but, you know, whatever. Um, even some of the gooners in here tonight, staunch Arsenal fans, you can't hate. No, they, you just no. can't hate him. You can't. It's impossible. No. He's such a likeable bloke. I mean, Conte after the game said, 
a game of big hub because after an amazing goal, my question is, what is your favourite foot? Is right or is left? He's got a fantastic goal. And before I had five or six minutes, I have to make a change. And he scores an amazing goal. And listen, Son, as a player, um, remarkable. Remarkable player. And let's hope he's got more goals to come. Later. Just, just quickly on Son. As, as he... I mean, it's so it's so easy to say after the event, but I promise this is true. I said to my mate Coles, who was sitting next to you, when when he shaped, when the ball came to him, where it came, when could have said he gave him that ball, I immediately said shoot because I knew that he has it in his locker to just lean back a bit and ping yeah. it, and it's exactly what he did. And it was mm. it was always going in the back of the net. Yeah. It was yeah. just perfect. Um, yeah. It reminded me of the goal he scored against Arsenal. Um, you know, in the in the you know when there was yes. three thousand fans back. You know, it was on the other yes. side Agreed. and know that party, party went for a party. I think didn't he? he didn't he? Didn't track back or whatever. And That's then right. Son just pinged this ball. He's, he's got it in his locker. It was brilutely, absolutely yeah. brilliant. Absolutely brilliant. It was battle on, but I love no, it. it was I love remarkable. It. Listen, I know people would love the Hummin Son loving. So let it continue. Let it continue. Unbelievable. We've gone for nearly two hours here. We just got to very quickly fit in uh, some of the other players' performances. It's just all been about the Son Kane Kulisewski show, hasn't it? Of course, and lots of love for Romero and why not? Because he was superb. Um, Leicester did hit one back late on in obviously stoppage time. Ian Asher firing a shot low off the post. And what I will say again, not to be too critical, I think Harry Winks he came on, of course. I think he could have done a little bit better in terms of closing him down. It was almost like Harry, who we, I think we all are probably of the same mindset now, he's probably on his way out this summer. Just looks like he's kind of playing time out of his Spurs career allowed Ian Atcher to have all the freedom, really, to score. Um, I think, yeah, I know there's lots of comments on Winks. Probably better left unsaid because I think many fully feel the same. That for Winks, for Spurs, probably it's right to part ways. Um, but um, very quickly, of course, we mentioned Eric Dyer. He worked ever so hard. You know, very much today, alongside Romero, was staunch. Ben Davis, although there was an early moment in the game, 15 minutes and he lost the ball, Um I think he recovered quite well mentally and, you know, Spurs did see out obviously the game apart from obviously the conclusion of the, uh, the late goal. Emerson Royale, we discussed going forward, Emerson, not a huge amount in terms of being able to offer going forward. It'll be interesting to see in terms of what Conte does do now, if he will look to change it. I don't think he will. I think we've seen such a stubbornness from Conte where you look at the fullbacks. I think for him now, he's quite the set on playing this way. Um, Benson Cool, TJ, coming over to you. What did you make of his performance today? He's a he's he's a player that's that's come in and and you know almost waved a wand you know over the cent the centre of, of of that team. Again, you know we were talking you and I talked about him a, a fair bit. You know, not just his remarkable similarity to you physically, but um, and again, it's it's a reminder that. We shouldn't and mustn't um, not suffer fools necessarily, but accept average or subpar players. And again, Harry Winks, nothing against him personally. You're just not good enough, mate. You're, you're just not good enough. Yeah, there are yeah. many, many players in the league that are much better than you, mate. It's just, it's just as simple as that. He's Tottenham and we love him. He's from Hemel Hempstead. He's a Tottenham guy. All his family are Tottenham. That's wonderful. Yeah. He's handsome as hell. I've said before he could be in a boy band. You know, all those reality shows that are on in England, he'll walk all of those. He'll The jungle and the dancing and the singing and the masks and the cooking and the baking, he'll walk them all. Oh, isn't he handsome? He couldn't make a pancake. He's so handsome, you win, you know. But this is about winning, winning football matches. So he has to go. There are so many other players that we need to bring in. 
Benton Kerr has come in and we're like, oh my God, is, is that Moussa Dembele? Like, you know, he's he's that good. And he was straight away. Like again, when Leon was saying about how Romero will take a risk, constantly take risks in the final third, not just with his tackles, but with his touches. What was it he did today? Like he received the ball. It was a slightly dodgy pass. I think it was from Eric Dyer. And like somebody closed and he flicked it over the top of him. Holy shit, dude, like what are you doing? Yeah, but he yeah. does it because he's he's got it in his locker. Like, you know, like Sonny can score those goals in the corners, you know. And so Benton Kerr, you know, even when he was, I can't remember which team it was against, it was very early on, defending in our own box. And like we were in trouble. And he like does a little step over. and You know, I mean, the, the guy just plays at a different level and it's created a composure I think it was, there's this chap who's been bringing in with great comments. I think his name is Aditya. I think, I hope I'm pronouncing it correctly. His last name is Singh. And he yep. was saying how he has a wonderful balance of, compo- oh, there he is. There he is, yeah. Um, talking about Ben Davis. Um, but uh, he was saying how his wonderful composure of aggression and and uh, and composure, like in, in, in one, a great combination. And so Benton Kerr has been, again, a transformative mm. signing. So again, we address those positions. We all know what they are, like where we're just not firing. And wow, you know, we 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 look like a team. And again, let's not forget the influence. Like so suddenly, Hoybier as well with less responsibility oh, and a little great. less ground to cover mm. can just do what he does yeah. and just collect the collect the rubbish. And there's no su- there's no surprise that Hoybier has looked a better player. Since Benzin has been next to him, and you can too see much his levels going up. for you. Yeah, it's too much responsibility. Again, yeah. if you are the dustman, and he is, well, we don't expect you then to be also a concert violinist and a ballerina, and you know, just collect the rubbish, mate. Yeah, and let Benson Kerr do all that. Mm. Uh, he's made a, a massive, massive difference, a landmark yeah. signing for us again, and cheap. Yeah, agree. Yeah. I, I totally agree. Totally agree. Leon, come over to you. I mean, listen, as we mentioned, Benzema really dominated most of that midfield. If we're being honest with you, he got a really great ovation when he came off from the Spurs fans. Um, Hoybier, I think, again today, a really good, solid performance. And again, Hoybier this season has been judged as to whether he's going to be good enough for the future. I think from what I've seen from him this season, don't really agree, Leon. I think I'd still be more than comfortable of having Hoybier as a squad player because you can tell... He wants to win. He wants to win. And I'm all for having players that want to win and can still have some ability. I think there's still a player in there. Do you agree, Leon? Yeah, 100%. Um, certainly a squad player. Um, I think you need that competition all over the pitch. So let's face it, it's him and Skippy going head-to-head um, in the middle there. That's a great situation for Tottenham Hotspur Football Club. Um, and having him as a character um, around that group is only going to be positive. So um, I, th- I think there's 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 a, a strong reason to to keep him um, at the club. I've seen rumours of other clubs being interested in him. That's mm. that's all good. That's part of football. But I hope yeah. we do we do keep him. And um, just quickly on um, Eric Dyer, you know, did anyone else spot how loud his song was sang today? Today, yes, like, yes. I'd heard that yes. song for a long, long time yeah. at the Tottenham was- Hotspur Stadium. So, it was brilliant. It was brilliant. And um, part of the reason why my uh, I'm a bit husky is because of that song. We sang it for quite a while, a few good verses of it. And it was nice. It's really nice to work. He's deserved it. it. He's yeah. deserved that based on his performances this season. He's deserved that, hasn't he? Well, you would have dropped him at the beginning of the season. Well, I would have dropped him. Listen, I'm not going to lie. I would have dropped him. All jokes aside, yeah, he did. He, he's, uh, you know, when he went down, again, 
when he went down and he was down for a while, I think it was good game management, to be fair. But we, we were chatting in the stands thinking, hang on, we don't want to be losing him against Liverpool and for the North London derby, do you? Do you know what I mean? So, again, it just goes to show you that the solidness of that back three uh, that Romero's helped push up and whatever has is, yeah. is, is been clear for us this year, for sure. Yeah, mm. Sorry to interrupt, Leon, but yeah, we were singing oh. it hard. I, I really yeah. enjoyed that. It was a good song. Yeah. Out of interest, Leon, just to stick with you very quickly, we are, we are going to close the show with obviously the Bergvine comments. But before we do, just talk to you on Ryan Sessignon. For me, I still feel that he is hesitant. He's lacking confidence massively. And I'll come on to TJ as well and ask him as well about Sessignon because I think he's a player that does really polarise opinions. Some feel that with coaching, he's going to improve. Others feel that for whatever reason, he's just not going to get there. What's your opinion on Sessignon? And do you think under Conte, he can coach him to improve as a player? Yeah, I, I mean, I was, I was discussing this in the stands today and, and you know, my feeling is he doesn't trust his body. I, 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 there's, there's a confidence issue there and I think it's linked to his, his physicality and the fact that he's had so many injuries for a young player. Um, you know, I just remember watching him back at Fulham um, playing further forward in like a number 10 position. He's a really clever player um, and he had that, that, that thing where I thought, right, we really... I'd love him to come to Tottenham Hotspur, um, and I see we see flashes of it. The Leeds game away, you know, he had a tremendous game in that. Uh, yeah, he was tremendous in that game, from what I remember. Um, there's a player there. There's absolutely a player there, but he's maybe not a first choice left wing back in that system. Mm. Um, and I think he needs to. We need to get to the bottom of him trusting his body. I think. Yeah. I think it's to do with that because he's he's holding back. He's got that. Um, he's got the handbrake on way too often. Um, mm. It needs to just let go, and, and I think that's his issue. You know what's interesting, TJ? We've got some real complexities, haven't we, with the wing backs? Because the problem we've got is that Conte's system is designed based on the wing backs, and quite frankly, when you look at the options Spurs have got, Regulon, I think for me. Um, lacks a real emperor and defensively I think it's quite suspect. Cecil Young as we've mentioned the hesitancy maybe as Leon says trusting his body. Doherty to be fair to him you know came in wasn't really rated that highly but ended obviously his season only down to an injury becoming Spurs' automatic first choice on obviously the um, the right hand side of the flank. Emerson we've got our issues with. Does it worry you TJ this is a big area that Spurs are going to have to try and sort come the summer because we're talking about maybe two or three players that we're going to need to replace in just one area, which is the wing backs, which is so pivotal to the way Conte wants to play. Of course, if he's going to be here, um, it would worry me less if what we have right now wasn't so diabolically poor. It's you know, it's it's less of a risk, isn't it? You know what I mean? Like if you're looking at your hand and you've got like you know, I got three nine unsuited here. You know, you just you you, you toss you toss them and you hope you know you hope you get something else. So. Um, they're, they're just, you know, I, I don't see Cess, right? I just, I just don't see it. I thought it was really fascinating, actually, what Leon was saying. He doesn't trust his body, and I thought that was a really succinct way of putting that as well. He has had this turgid time with, in, with injuries, and, you know, Lee's giving us a thumbs up there as well. And I think that you've probably hit the nail on the head there, mate, because um, he's a player that's just had so much hype around him, like with promise and like, oh, he's this and he's that, and he could be this, he could be that. I think he's 20. Is that right? Is he 20? 20, 21. Um, I'll, I'll try and find that. Yeah, he's yeah. definitely not more than 21. So, again, I'm thinking, well, you know, maybe he can he can develop. 
But I'm also thinking we have to just start being a bit more mercenary with these guys. You know, I, you know, you were talking about that Delhi, uh, the Decky flick and everything and ran out the pitch and everything. Dude, my heart breaks a little bit because the last player we had that, that would do that was, was Delhi. Right. And I, I adore, I adore Delhi and I can't stand that he comes on today at the 94th minute and runs around for three minutes and doesn't touch the ball. You know, he's a broken player. Right. But we should have let him go uh, much, much uh, sooner, you know, and Winks, you should have let him go much sooner. So for me, like if Sessegnon doesn't come good next season, ciao, you know, go, go play. You just don't have time for that. It's too competitive. In the Premier League, you've got four chairs and six big kids who are used to sitting in one of those chairs every single year. Two of them are going to miss out. I don't want it to be us because we have sentimentality surrounding some players. If they're not showing it, like Leon said, competition for places is so important for the health and, and the progression of any football club, of any business. You've got to have people going, you know what, I can do that. I can do that. I can, I can do that better and faster than him or her and cheaper. I promise you, give me a chance. We have to have attitude. So if Sessegnon is not going to d- deliver, good luck to you, young man. Go go play somewhere else. I yeah. know that there's better players. Look at that Kukurea guy. Yeah, Kukurea. Right. Yeah. That looks like a 70s rock star. And he's walked straight <laughs> into the Premier League and he's abs- absolutely look, lit it up. You know, he, yeah. he looks like an extra out of a black exploitation movie. You know, and he's, he's just... Come in and he's, he's he's done the business. Are you telling yeah. me they're not out there? They're out there, man. They're they're out there in they're out there. You know they're, they're yeah, in, yeah. probably not in in France. We don't seem to do very well with French players. But mm. you know they're out there. Ask ask freaking Kulisevsky. Any good players? You Benton Kerr. Ask these guys. That's what um, uh, I believe it was Moyes did with uh, either Suchek or Sufal. Like who else do you like over there that I never heard of? And either mm. one of them said the other one. You know, I can't yeah. remember which. Yeah, yeah, Do a bit of that, man. Bring these, mm. bring these guys in, and we have to say to these other guys, "I'm sorry, you're nice boys, but bye bye." Yeah, no, it's, I'm listening. Totally agree. We're going to close the show, guys, just on the uh, comments that have come in in the last hour from Stephen Bergvine. So just to bring you obviously up to speed, uh, Conte after the game was asked to comment on Bergvine and mm. obviously his situation where obviously he hasn't been playing on a regular basis since, of course, that very last minute brace against Leicester, which obviously TJ referred to earlier. Um, Lee, we'll start with you. So Conte said it's difficult to keep him on the bench because maybe Stephen is a player who deserves more, but we must keep balance. He's a striker, but there's Harry, Sonny and Decky that give us quality and quantity, but maybe with Stephen, I'm giving him less than he deserves. Bergman was then asked by the Dutch press after the game about his future, and he said, a starting spot here, question mark. I don't think so, to be honest. It's a complicated story for me. I don't play much. Ajax could be an option for me. A return to the Netherlands could be an option for me. The World Cup is coming. What does the future hold for Stephen Bergwijn? Is it almost inevitable now that his future will lead away from the club come the summer transfer window, in your opinion? Uh, yes, yes, I, th- I think it is. I think that I think the club were close to selling him before. I think TJ mentioned it earlier when he got his uh, late brace, very late brace uh, against Leicester, and it, and it was phenomenal. But again, taking that kind of that one game away and that phenomenal away, and he's been brilliant for the for the Dutch side as well. But t- that, that aside, he got what the fifth against Newcastle. Uh, this season and in previous seasons he hasn't lit it up. I mean, if we're going to have a not a pop, but if we're going to have it right about Lucas, we've got to have it right about Stephen Burbine as well, haven't we? Um, and 
I, I think it takes a certain character. Uh, all the stuff Leon uh, spoke about earlier, it takes a certain character to shift the mentality of a manager, but also shift somebody out of the team that's in front of you. Lots of people don't fancy shifting Kane, and, and probably rightly so. But if you back yourself and you know that you've got the ability and you're putting it in on the training ground, you back yourself to try and get into the side alongside a Kane um, or a Son um, or Kulusevski or, 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 dare I say, oust them and get in the team themselves. What that means is that you, when you get your chance, you've got to take it. Some will say, well, Stephen did. Stephen Bergwijn did against, uh, against Leicester. And he might have been a little bit unlucky. But if... It's a big if because we don't know. We haven't had enough cup games this season to give him time. You know, all of, everyone knows what's happened in the cup games. No point going for it now. At bloody seven minutes to two hours. So, so I just think that that. Listen, if if Conte is going to be backed, you need to define back Conte. What is the definition of it? Some may say it's spend three hundred million. Well, breaking news, that is not going to happen, by the way. So let's 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 say that it's going to be, I don't know, 150 million. Some people might say 150 million, 200 million. That's bad content. Some might say, go and buy more Benton, Curzon, Kulisevskis, because that's backing content, exactly what he wanted. The point is that if, if Steven Bergwijn can't get in the side under Conte now, then he's not going to get in the side uh, under Conte yeah. via the summer. So therefore, if I actually want him and we can get 30 million for him, Thank you very much for your for your time, Stephen. Go and thrive in in uh, in the Dutch league. We'll take that thirty million and we'll reinvest it in somebody that Conte wants that can get in the side because that's the way that we're going to continue to back Conte, in my opinion. So there, there's my thoughts on it, mate. Just but by uh, the way, I like Stevie. Yeah. I've got nothing against the player. I, think, I like mm. Stevie, and, and I actually think he sh- who am I to question Conte? God forbid, Jesus, Lee McQueen, but. I would have thought that he would have been playing more. And I also would have thought that he would have been given time in a different, slightly different position. If you're never going to take Kane off, like if yeah. Kane's not, not hitting the mark 70 minutes, right? Bring on Stephen Bergwijn. If you think that Stephen Bergwijn is a striker and Kane's the striker, we'll, we'll switch it out. But but no one does. Not, not Conte, not Nuno, not Jose, not Potts. No one. No one ever does. They never drop Kane, even for 20 minutes. They don't do it. So that's the problem. Yeah. And, you know, he's got to go on, hasn't he? I wondered, CJ, coming over to you, and we are promising guys, listen, thank you so much. Two hours of your time and two hours of these guys, the wonderful analysis they've given us tonight. Absolutely loved it. It's been 700, 800 of you in total watching us live. So thank you so much for your incredible support. TJ, are we missing an opportunity here with Bergwijn? Is there more to him than what we're seeing? And are we going to regret this if we let him go in the summer, in your opinion? Yes. I, I, I'm, a, I'm a big fan of his. Uh, and, and, and again, like Lee said, I'd never argue with, with Antonio. Um, I, I, do, I think he's a Premier League player. Like some players come in and you just say, you're just not Premier League. Lacelso, you're not a Premier League player, mate. Just not. Dombele, you're not a Premier League player. You know they cost a lot more money than than Bergwijn, right? And I was happy to, to to see them go. I think I think he's a Premier League player. Like I said, he reminds me of Jermaine in the way that he can turn and just that explosive explosion of acceleration, like he gets off the gets off the mark. You know, you can't hang with the guy. Um, why he hasn't been tried at a, a, a wing back position? 
maybe Conte feels like he just doesn't know enough about the defensive side of the game. But for me, I'd rather invest in him than Cessignon. Teach him how to do that because I just think he's so powerful and he's explosive. And also the guy can score goals. Cessignon or Regulon, they couldn't hit cow's ass with a banjo. But this guy knows where the back of the net is. And I think he would have the discipline to defend if you could teach him. Again, like Lee said, I don't know. You know, I don't, I'm not watching them in training. But for me, I think he's worth the investment. However, mm. if he goes and we get 30 million and we buy in somebody like Kukurea for 20 million, we wouldn't give a second thought to Steven Bergwijn. So mm. it's a tough thing. The one thing yeah. that I will say, and it's more of a question rather than a statement, is when do we become the club where players like that are happy to sit on the bench? Well, I was Absolutely. talking about Liverpool earlier. Awesome. When do, yeah, when do we awesome. become that club? Is it because we need to win things and be consistently top four? Is that what it is? And that's how I'll finish this. And I guess I'll open that up to you guys. But when do we become that club where a player like Stephen Bergwijn would never dream of, of, of leaving Tottenham and he just, I'll play in the cup games and I'll do this and I'll do that. And if Son gets injured, then I'll come in mm. and do a job happily fucking James Milner for, you know, 50 years or however old he is now. You know, when do we become that club? You know, it's a it's a great point. Again, a lot of people reacting to that. I mean, let's let's ask you as we close the show now, over to you, Leon. Should we be that club now that are quite, I would say, stubborn and are full fright in their views that you know, if we want to compete, we're gonna have to have players that are comfortable to sit on the bench and push those in the first team. Is Bergman just not mentally that kind of character that will be up for that fight? Does he have to be playing, you know? full first-team football to be content at the club? Yeah, I mean, I, I don't know. Bergwijn's not done enough for me personally to be, I don't know, anywhere near starting. Um, I think he's he's had some chances. I think Nuno played him a bit, didn't he? Um, so he had a, a bit of a run under Nuno. Um, I mean, for me, you know, can, can we loan him back out um, and, and, and take a view? off the back of that, because he's certainly got better. He's certainly got better, 100%. Um, but for me, I'm not sure he's, he's done enough. And interesting, in the comments, we're, we're mentioning Anthony here. Anthony has got the same, and this is Anthony at Ajax, he's got the same agent as Lucas Moura. So, um, interesting, okay. Yeah, interesting. So um, And he's had a very, very good season with Ajax, Man United heavily linked to him. Would be interesting if there was something doing there. But um, let's let's let let's see. So um, yeah, players. Yeah, look at Liverpool. They just do it so well. You know, yeah. you mentioned it earlier. Jota, Origi. You know, the players are there. You look at their bench. The rotation is there, yeah. um, or enough of it to keep them interested. Um, that's down to man management, and that's down to the manager having a strategy. And Conte is a world class manager. That's what he's getting paid for. Final question I'm going to ask you guys. You've given us... Stephen Bergwijn, 57 appearances in the league, 57, seven goals and five assists in 57 appearances. Now, now this is the thing, like, I I do love stats, you know, the blue book and whatever, and everyone knows that. But And sometimes stats don't say the full picture. But but come on, 57 appearances scored seven times. That's, That's appalling. That's worse than Lucas's record. Um, and we were just bantering him out of the club. So, look, I think at the end of the day, the other question you've got to ask, you mentioned TJ, I think it's a fantastic point. How many times are we going to have these players sitting on the bench? I don't even think he gets on Liverpool's bench. 
Do you know what I mean? Like, the, you know, Diego Jota, he is absolute class. Like, do you know what I mean? Like, he, he's way, you know, a class above, if you like. But is he happy to sit there, Lee, because he knows he's going to win trophies? I think that maybe is an element of it as well. No, I, 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 don't, I don't think you can say that either because no no club knows they're going to win trophies. I know where you come from. I'm being a bit facetious, but you know, Liverpool Liverpool aren't guaranteed to be winning trophies. They're, they're probably going to win them all this year, but hopefully they won't because we're going to beat them next week. Hopefully, who knows? But look, the point being is that you don't know that you're going to win a trophy, yeah. but yeah. it's the way the club's set up. Don't yeah. rephrase the question. Does Diego Jota want to play every week? Yes, I'm sure he does, he does. absolutely. He yes, does. of course he does. Of course they all do. But the mm. difference being is that he probably puts up with it because he knows he's got these boys in front of him, like the Salas and the Mane's or whatever, yeah. that yeah. he's come, coming into it. But when he's given his chance, he doesn't have 57 appearances and scores seven goals, does he? He comes in and has 12 appearances and scores seven goals. And yeah. that's the difference. Yeah. And that is the difference. Yeah. Guys... Thank you so much for your time. I'm going to close the show with probably a question that you don't want to answer. So I will apologise in advance. And I'll start with Leon on this. Leon, mm-hmm. Anfield next Saturday evening. Would you give us any hope of getting anything up there? Of course, of course. This is Conte ball. It's perfect for Conte ball. And that is the reason why we have a chance. They ain't going to be worrying about Kane dropping into the 10 position. Mm. They ain't going to be worrying about what we're doing. And actually, that's when we're at our best. Manchester City, go and watch that game back. It's doable. It's doable. Leon, it's doable, yeah? You believe yeah, it's doable? 100% for me. And I might be crazy, but that's why I support Spurs, probably. <laughs> <laughs> oh, going Leon. back. <laughs> Honestly, it's been such a pleasure having you, Leon. Thank you so much. Leon, just so we stick with you, where can we find you across the socials? Where can we find yeah. your work? Um, Twitter's the main place Instagram ignore that because that's just putting pictures of my family and stuff up but um, at Leon underscore man on Twitter um, hopefully I talk some sense occasionally on there honestly it's been an absolute pleasure there's been again record number watching us live so thank you so much always for incredible support TJ man have I missed you and I know the audience has missed you as well I keep having the messages bring Leon and TJ back we're going to try <laughs> We got off games. I promise you, there's more cup games. We would make it happen. TJ, it's <laughs> such a pleasure, my man. TJ, Thanks. tell us about Liverpool. What do you give us? Do you give us any hope up there? Honestly, yes, I absolutely do, and um, I concur with with Leon that not only does it um, the way that they play, you know, is is suitable for the way that we play under Conte, and also like we discussed earlier, there's no point trying to search for for rationale or, or pragmatism in in football, especially in the Premier League, and also. You know, Liverpool are so successful. Could they become victims of their own success? They're being pu- pulled in in all different directions right now. We have a singular focus, and so that could possibly play into our advantage. If we went up there and nicked a draw, I would be delighted. And I think that that's, that's within our wheelhouse. Um, thanks for having me back on the show, mate. You know, oh. I'm, I'm a big fan, and it's lovely to see you and and to to listen to you and to Lee and, and to Leon as well. And uh, all the lovely comments and stuff. It's it's really a, a, an honour and a privilege to, to be a part of it. And I very much appreciate it. Thank you. Oh, well, mate, lovely to have you back on. We're wishing you all the best. Leon, uh, sorry, Tita, very quickly, where can we find you across socials? Where where can our listeners engage with you more if they wish? Um, yeah, probably Twitter, I think, is probably the best way to engage because it's not, you know, just pictures of people's sandwiches and things. I don't know why people <laughs> post things. Oh, look, look what I have for breakfast. I've seen an egg before, mate. Um, but um, yeah, Twitter, uh, yeah, just at TJ Romini, and I'd be happy to. Uh, I, lo- I love talking Spurs with with, um, with people on, uh, on Twitter, so I'll read out and say hello. 
Isn't he great? Wonderful to you, Jeremy. Mini. Been lovely having him back on. Leader, close it with you. What a stupid question. I'm going to ask you, we've got a chance against Liverpool. Like, you're going to tell me we're not going to have a chance. Are we going to have a chance against Liverpool, Lee? This is a ridiculous no, we ain't. question. <laughs> we've got no chance. <laughs> Look, I'll be honest with you. We've played 59 times in the, uh, in the league. We've won twice away at Anfield. I think we can go up there and give it all I've got. The, the problem that I've got is that this is going to sound ridiculous. The, beating Arsenal was more important than beating Liverpool, even though we have to get points out of both games because otherwise it's, it could be over. I, I, I think... I think we've got enough to get a draw. I think we played well against them earlier in the season against us. The last time we went up there, and I think somebody said it earlier in the comments, Bergwijn hit the post and he had a he missed a sitter. Maybe, yeah. maybe football's got a funny way of showing it after we've just sold Bergwijn, or I have. Maybe Bergwijn comes off the bench against Liverpool and gets the winner. Absolute oh. pandemonium at Anfield. Let's make it happen. But... I don't know. Let, let, let's see. I, I'm not confident. I was very, I was absolutely adamant that we was not going to win at City. So I've gone into with the same mindset. It's not negative. Mm. It's just a kind of a superstition mindset to go. Yeah. Let's just think that nothing's going to happen at Liverpool. And if something does, massive bonus. But, but yeah. we will still get top four because Arsenal will drop points against Newcastle United and we will batter them at Tottenham Hotspur Stadium. We owe them. They absolutely rinsed us at their place 3 0 absolutely mauled us. Everybody should be watching that game again, fans included, before we get to that stadium because that we owe them absolute big time. And to yeah. turn them over in the North London derby and then go and nick fourth off them as well, which, by the way, we've changed our manager in November. We should be nowhere near the top four, nowhere near it, but we are. And to do it will be sweet as. So come on, you Spurs. I love it. Can I just say, this is what happens when you get three unbelievable talkers on that we're going up over two hours. Honestly, thank you so much for all your incredible support from Leon, from TJ, from Lee, from myself. Guys, please keep safe, keep well. And as always, keep the faith and come on you Spurs. Sports Social Podcast Network. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. Laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.